Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 113 for the week of January 30th. We are ending January, starting February, and still one month away from second Christmas. Uh, to help brave these cold winter months, in the U.S. at least, I've got a warm panel for you today. I've got Miss Anna Marie Neufeld. <laughs> <laughs> She's still logging out of WoW. She'll be a minute. <laughs> Who's ditched me, apparently. <laughs> oh, crap. My microphone is muted. I said good morning right away. Miss no, Anna, my microphone is muted. <laughs> Chris, hey, that's Chris, my name. before we get started today, I have to announce that I'm very sad. Uh-oh. Because, I don't know if you heard this week, NASA announced that Spirit is stuck. Oh. And they are giving up the fight to unstick spirit. But it's going to still do science in its stuck position. Yeah, but it's going to die probably in the next. You know, to be fair, to be fair, that's so sad. To be fair, that little rover was only supposed to do like maybe two years. Yeah, he's like totally the the little roller that could. I'm a little rover that could. You should should see the the XKCD comic about spirit. I saw it. It was so sad. It was really sad. (laughs) (laughs) It made me sad. You know, yeah. to be fair, though, he did a lot more work than he was expected to, so that right on him. True. So, yeah, anyways, <laughs> proper proper podcast, carry on. <laughs> that is so sad. I'm reading it now. Oh. NASA cast. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> oh. Isn't hey, it sad? Are we going to go it's home, so guys? <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> you know, one day when we get to Mars, we'll bring him back. That's right. Yeah, right. <laughs> After he's buried under and now a man who would actually read the book the little rover that could to his daughter Mr. Michael Tidwell I thought it was about the toys this week yeah, he's been reading her the most weird book about toys and the things they say including yes, a stingray that just makes up crap yes apparently if your basement has a washing machine it's scary because it's full of dust it's cold, it's dark it has bats, rats and axe murderers just, just thrown in there at the end. It just randomly axe murders, and I'm reading this to my four-year-old. What is I'm this like, oh, book? Excellent. What is this book? Let's plug it for people. There may be their parents in the audience who know what you're talking about. Uh, I have to look it up. Don't though. even know. No, because she tasted it better tonight. It's I don't the have... LSD ramblings of <laughs> who knows. Well, author, I have the author. I'll look it author up. Author McAuthington. All right. Speaking of ramblings, we've brought along once again, Mr. Phil Willis. Are we there yet? <laughs> yeah, Eighty-eight days to go. Okay, cool. Because I gotta go potty. Okay. <laughs> you just keep holding it. See, that's what the okay. robot is doing. Potty. And holding on the corner while we uh, make silly jokes that she doesn't care about. Ms. Uh, Sarah McGar. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and finally, our resident robot, Mr. Emmanuel Marino. When it comes to rovers, I know a thing or two. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, okay. so how are you guys doing this week? I found that. Yeah, I found the book. You found the book? Toy Dance Party. Toy what? <laughs> it's called Toy Dance Party. <laughs> this is the weirdest book ever. Toy yeah, Dance Party. All right. <laughs> the last the last chapter is just a rave. Oh no, I'm sorry. Oh, that's actually the sequel. The toys go out, which is what we're reading. Toys go out. Got it. Yeah. Go out. Toys go out, <laughs> and they get they get high on ecstasy. Apparently. All right. So Monkey, good. stingray, and plastic are stuffed animals. Well, plastic is... What is plastic, anyway? <laughs> and there's a whole the chapter te- on what is plastic. There's the teaser to the book. Oh, boy. 
Uh, well, last week we had some interesting talk to you about how we classify RPGs, and I'm happy to say that our own editor-in-chief of the site wrote in and said, hey, guys, um, you're all wrong. Uh, he Yay. had to say this. <laughs> this is from Michael Cunningham, a.k.a. Max Storm. He says, ouch, listening to the talk about coverage made it clear that I need to rewrite that document. See, he's the editor-in-chief, so he has to sound, you know poignant and stuck up like lucifer apparently apparently. rewrite that document because we don't use that method at all anymore not even close so glad it's our main document (laughs) i know since we don't have a content manager right now it's a committee discussion and decision between the news director and myself we look at past coverage of games that are similar debate merits of coverage of non-rpgs and then we decide yes we agree that not all that we cover are RPGs, so to speak, and just have RPG elements. We cover simulation games like Harvest Moon and Little King's Story. We cover action-adventure games like Darksiders and (laughs) Zelda. We do these because of past coverage, and we tried to take it in new games that are not RPGs in moderation. A lot of times we're just testing new waters. We don't want to overextend ourselves, and we don't want everyone jumping on board with let's cover God of War, or we should cover Grand Theft Auto. There truly is a method to the madness, and I'm not going to defend it or claim that all games we cover are RPGs, but we do have a reason for what we cover. Thank oh, you. she would have gone come, with a Picard voice. How come I can't I do a good Picard? I, just, voice. I don't know how to do Picard. That's what I don't get. I have a maximum regal voice when he's king of the hill, and I have to. I, I don't get that. Because no. you're a dragon. You just eat oh, people. Oh, right. Rawr, shut up. I like it done. Because you much. still have a Utah accent. I do not. Phil has <laughs> more of a Utah accent than I do. I do not have any accent. <laughs> <laughs> so well, just Phil take has that. the accent. Take that line. No, I don't know much about your city law. I'm just a country lawyer. No, boy. <laughs> <sighs> I have a Utah accent. So that's that's apparently where we were at with um with RPG coverage. Um, basically, so it, basically, it sounds like even more like we just make it up as we go. Yeah, along. we we talk about it, and if we think it's good for us, we do it. Done. <laughs> that's very reasonable. Testing waters, boundaries, seeing what people are interested in. Um, what I thought was interesting that came up this week, uh, Garnet Lee had done some interviews. Uh, Garnet Lee over at Shack News, GameFly, um, formerly of One Up. Um, people may remember the name. He did an interview with some of the Bioware doctors. Um, wait, wait, by some wait, of, wait, I mean wait. both of. Uh, what? Did he leave with the layoffs or someone other time? Um, he left on his own to go be head honcho that's, over at Gamefly. Yeah, that's what I thought because it was like he was on there last time I looked. Yeah. Yeah, he works a couple miles away from me. Oh, nice. Should go um, get him some whiskey. Uh, so, the, okay. <laughs> so he interviewed Casey Hudson, who was the director of Mass Effect 2, first of all. And he had this to say about the founding elements for their definition of an RPG. Um, this is from their story. You can look it up. Gant- evening reading the Bioware definition of RPG over on Shack News. Um, Casey Hudson said first, story plays a central role in the player's involvement as the character can change the, uh, and the player's involvement as the character can change the outcome of the story. Combat is more considered than in a pure action game, and it incorporates tactical concepts. And the player's character grows over the course of the game, developing skills, abilities, etc. Uh, so that's what that's what the project director Mass Effect 2 felt was the definition or the three main pillars. Um, the two doctors have been known for a while of having like the three main pillars of an RPG. And uh, so what they have to say, their three points are um, story, first of all, story, in that it's the mirror that reflects your actions. Um, second of all, combat, where they try to create the, quote, chill down the back of your neck experienced as the explorer of new worlds. 
And then character progression. Um, it's the equivalent of the classic literary hero's journey. Um, they also apparently see a fourth defining element emerge that, quote, emerging in social interaction between players outside the traditional definition of the game space. So for Bioware, it's basically story, combat, and character growth. Except their story has to change. I mean, they, you know, it's clearly a Western view of your story can't just be told. It has to be defined by the user. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's an interesting, interesting perspective insight. Yes. Yeah. So there, that, so. that's, that's what makes it for Bioware. And I guess uh, maybe we could, I don't know. It's just interesting things to think about. I, I think it's interesting. I mean, for especially for RPGs, they don't mention you know what people call RPG elements, XP items, you know. Things well, like character that. progression. They as long as there's progression, I think That's that all fills into it. For Zelda them. progresses. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder. More weapons, more items, more hearts, more money. I mean, yeah, but combat isn't very considered in in Zelda. Just to use one of their other elements, right? It's more about the puzzles. Yeah, and the combat is just. <laughs> And so forth. Uh-huh. That, that's the sound that's of the, the master sword. The boss battles are kind of hard, but okay. The boss, no, the boss battles, battles yeah. are also like puzzles. You, yeah, the new they item are more you just like got a puzzle. An item. Mm-hmm. I mean, the new item you got in the dungeon, like a boomerang. You have to. I know. It's like, oh, I found bombs. I bet he doesn't like them. <laughs> yeah, <basically. laughs> so yeah, that's interesting. Uh, continuing on with our feedback, unless someone else had something to add. Well, I will argue that San Andreas. Should be considered RPG. That's the only <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. I was about to say a lot of those elements are in some Grand Theft Auto game. Only set, really, only San Andreas. The rest, because I remember when I first started playing that game, the driving was terrible. But it's not until you get to like the level fifty or whatever that you're weaving in and out of traffic. Hey, the driving is terrible in Mass Effect. We should play well, that. Grand Theft Auto has considered combat. Uh, yeah, because okay. you could eventually level up to get du- to w- dual wield SMGs. Yeah, but, I mean, last I saw, du- last I saw, last I saw, the way combat in GTA worked is you you used a stick to kind of point the general direction and just held down the fire button. Kind of sounds like Mass Effect too. <laughs> Ooh. Burn. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I did like some reviews I was reading at Mass Effect too, and some people, a lot of people were like, they need to find the the balance between the RPG of Mass Effect 1 and the shooter of Mass Effect 2 for Mass Effect 3. Well, the combat system in Mass Effect 1 wasn't somebody something anybody liked either, though, so <laughs> they're still just still not there. Yeah, that's it, true. It, it but... was bad. I mean, it just didn't work right. Yeah, and that's the thing. is every, Everybody raved about the RPG in Mass Effect 1. And we're kind of like, eh, the shooter's kind of clunky. And now everybody's like, wow, Mass Effect 2 is a great shooter thing, but they kind of left the RPG on the doorstep. So. I, uh... Not what I've played, but we'll no, talk about Mass Effect and there's later. RPG. There's a difference. Uh, no, we've just decided that story is part of RPG. No, we decided Bioware's definition. Well, that's part. That's what they're going for. I think it's part of RPG. Regardless. Honestly, for me, the RPG happened in Mass Effect One when I was talking to people and walking around the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree because the combat certainly wasn't part of it. Yeah, <laughs> combat was just <laughs> driving the Mars bang. rover around. <laughs> yeah. So like Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Well, continuing on in our feedback, um, we got one user who really is concerned about our White Knight Chronicles hate. Um, Pablo, um, Wait, I'm who not even trying to say that. Caballero. Um, Are you hating you. White Knight Chronicles? Uh, no. You know, it's less that I hate White Knight Chronicles and that everybody expects me to give a flying crap, and I don't. <laughs> I give a sitting no, crap. No, we flying crap about Final Fantasy XIII. I give a sitting crap. <laughs> I'm telling you right I now. I just don't care about White Knight Chronicles. 
Why? I might have been excited about it, like, in 2006 when I was thinking about getting a PS3. But, I mean, I think that should give us some perspective. We heard about this game, like, freaking five years ago, and it's still not out. How long did it take Final Fantasy XII to come out? I have no idea. All right, well, let's let's get his letter in first. <laughs> Pablo says, hey, guys, just wanted to say great job with the podcast last week. Well, thank you very much. I mentioned White Knight Chronicles in my last letter, and I believe I heard Snickers when I mentioned how great a company Level 5 is. Just to remind you guys, Michael gave Jean d'Arc a 4.5, so I'm thinking, when did the hate start for them from the crew? Then I saw the reviews oh. for Rogue Galaxy and was really confounded. Even Mr. 3.0 Adrian gave it a 4 out of 5. Can't wait to prove you guys... <laughs> Can't wait to prove you guys That's wrong awesome. next week when it comes out, and it's amazing. They fixed the bugs and the problems from that horrible Famitsu review, and even despite the negative review the game went on to sell really well in Japan. Oh, and speaking of JRPGs, has anyone played Sands of Destruction yet? The, thanks for the laughs every week, guys. Keep it up. I think Billy is. Um, <clears throat> Billy is, and he's hating it. Mm, that's too bad. But However, Billy, in regards to Level 5, since I didn't realize the letter was about that company, yeah. I love Dark Cloud. I love Dark Cloud 2. I think I gave both of them 4 or better out of 5. Like I gave Dark Cloud 2 a 9 and a 10. And I wanted that review to go up so badly. And I had no internet at the time. I dictated the letter to Michael so he could post it. Nice. On the phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Nino Kuni looks like the second coming of DSRPGs to me. And, you know, I, I, yeah. Level 5's doing some wonderful stuff. And it just didn't seem like White Knight was Inazuma necessarily 11, that thing. That soccer RPG that everybody wants and we're not going to get and yeah. we're emo about. And they did, you know, I, uh, I want Nino Kuni more. Nine. Yeah. I always hear when it comes to um, level right, five. Right, they're doing Dragon Quest Nine. I had totally forgotten about that. Yeah. What was oh. that, Manny? Always when it, when it comes to level five, I always hear that the, the level of quality largely depends on who they're doing the work for. Like when they're doing it for Square Enix or a company like that or Nintendo, they push them a little bit harder. Mm. Um, level five's work for Sony for Dark Cloud Two was outstanding. Uh, but Rogue Galaxy. Oh. Even gave it a four out of five. Rogue you know, Galaxy, I know people who I think, liked Rogue Galaxy. Was a game Galaxy, that though. you were either going to love it or you were going to think it was like the crap you scraped off the bottom of your so shoe. Sounds like Star Ocean disgusting. Two, really, right? Ooh, <laughs> but yeah. Well, no, it is. <laughs> I, I, I remember Star Ocean Two having that same thing, right? People either really right. loved it or hated it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, sweet. But we've got one more fe- special feedback. That's right. Michael Cunningham, not just content with correcting our views about RPG coverage, has decided to phone it in once again. He's phoned it in his his, lun- his impression of Lunar Silver Star Legend. What the hell is this game called? What's the new one called? Like Silver Star, Star Legend Star 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 Labs. The Lunar Impressions. I don't know. Whatever it is. Here's his impressions of the Lunar game for PSP. Apparently, he's playing it. Um, apparently I should hit play. That would okay. Hey, this is Michael Cunningham from RP Gamer, here to bring you my impressions of Lunar. Yes, I don't care if it's called Lunar, I call it Lunar. Silver Star Harmony for the PlayStation Portable. Enjoy. Wow. This is gonna sing. Fancy. Now, I'm a fan of Lunar. I played it on the original Sega CD release. I played it again on the PlayStation 1 release. And was even sad enough to pick up Lunar Legend. But 
didn't care for that very much. But for somebody that's played pretty much every version of Lunar that has come out yet, they still can't see it, right? the question would have to be, how does this one stand up? The answer, every bit as good as the others. Now, of course, the biggest things about this version are that they're lacking uh, John Truitt as a galleon, and that the lyrics for the two songs in-game have changed completely. Now, both of these are noticeably different for anybody that's played the other versions. But in the long run, there's nothing wrong with either. I've not played enough to really have gotten a good taste of Galleon's voice actor, but the few scenes where I have had interaction with him have not been problematic. Totally different style. Um, A lot plainer than the -the over-the-top performance that John Truitt gave. And clearly a very memorable performance that he gave. But it is different. Can't say that I hate it. Because I don't. I have no problems with it so far. Now, as far as the new song lyrics go... There's no real big issue with the change in the lyrics themselves to me. Apparently they're more accurate to the initial Japanese versions. But I think the biggest issue people have is anybody that's played or knows these songs will take issue with the fact that they're still using the same song. It's just totally different lyrics. So, you know, if you know the songs by heart, you'll be expecting what was but you'll be getting something totally new. So that could be problematic for some people. For the most part, it's minor enough to where it's not a problem, and I actually seem to prefer the boat song, uh, Wind Nocturne, the new lyrics to the old one. The intro song, eh, not as much, but then again, I'm kind of fond of uh, fighting through the darkness from the Sega CD version, but that goes without saying. As far as everything else goes... Dialogue is still every bit as humorous as it was in the Working Designs releases. It has to do mostly with the fact that the Working Designs script was used as a base. Uh, Xseed was able to go in there and edit that, but it belonged to Game Arts. It was licensed back to them, so they were able to use that as a base. So it's not completely different, and by no means is it soulless like Lunar Legend was. So that's a good thing. Um, Every bit as humorous as any of the Working Designs releases. So if somebody's coming upon this for the first time, no issue whatsoever getting right into the world and the characters. It's very solid. Everything else about the game, uh, gameplay is still on-screen enemies, um, like the PlayStation version, different than the Sega CD version where there were just random encounters. Um... I'm actually a fan of the random encounters because I feel like the on-screen enemies are kind of an artificial reduction in random encounters. You actually seem to fight more enemies on-screen than you did in the random encounters, but eh, some people may like that, some not. Um, Everything else seems pretty solid for the PSP. Uh, The voice acting, everybody else, with the exception of Galleon, wasn't really memorable anyways to me. I guess Nall had a fairly distinct voice, but other than that, none of those were that dramatic or that different anyway, so it's not a big change. Um, You can save anywhere. Uh, The gameplay is still the same as always. You have uh, turn-based battles. Select your 
commands at the beginning of the turn, and as you go along, you uh, your characters move on screen, and you know if the enemy chose to attack too far away, you don't get to attack them that turn. You just walk towards them, and enemies have the same uh, limitations as well. There are also arc gauges, which are kind of like limit breaks. I know that's kind of the default thing that we call those now. So uh, there's that as well. You know, Alex, the main character, has one where he can attack all enemies on screen pretty much for a complete wipeout, and it's great for bosses. Uh, the difficulty's fairly well balanced. Never felt like I was overwhelmed, and I was able to get uh, through most of the bosses I've fought so far with just a little bit of strategy, a little bit of luck, and... Everything else is fairly straightforward. It's Lunar. If you've played it before, don't expect to go in here and find something completely different. If you've not played it in a while, this is a good refresh. If you've not played it ever, not a bad place to start. So in the end, you know, the change from working designs to Exceed in this case has not fallen flat. It's not like the Ubisoft release of Lunar Legend where... It was just completely different than what we had come to expect. So I have no problems with this. You know, in the interest of full disclosure, I do have a special thanks in the credits for this game. I happened to let Exceed borrow a copy of my uh, PlayStation version of Silver Star Story Complete and was thanked in the credits for it. Didn't do anything else. I didn't work on the game or anything, but uh, just in the interest of full disclosure... I was credited in the game with a special thanks. So, other than that, that's Lunar. Expect a full review from uh, our very own Sam Marcello coming up soon in March when the game releases. Thanks. Wow, thank you, Michael. <laughs> that was a that long song one. just brings you back, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love how you got that on the soundtrack um, of Lunar Silver, you know, the other one, the PlayStation mm-hmm. one. Full disclosure, was, yeah, right. Uh, what the bragging. heck is up with that? Like, why did Exe need to get a copy from Michael? Like, none of the people um, working on the remake that. could um, come it, up it with one? It seemed to just come up during Run to the Sun, and they realized they didn't actually have a copy. How did they? What? <laughs> it's working designs. If they don't have, they don't have it, where are you going to get it? I on eBay for like $300. But how could exactly. any how could you have a bunch of people working on a remake and none of them care enough about the first one to own a copy? Well, then maybe they couldn't find one. Whatever. They they don't they aren't qualified to work on it. Well, they Demoted. got a copy and now they worked it out, didn't they? Yeah, I guess. I wonder what they used it for. I mean, also bear the in mind the fact ago. that Silver Star Story when it came out was ridiculously expensive. It was $70. Yeah. I think I paid $100 for mine. Wow, that's a lot. I paid a lot less than that. I got it used at a GameStop. Yeah, no, I I got it pre-ordered because yeah. I didn't think I'd get it otherwise. Except I don't get I don't have like any of the puppets. I have like oh. the little stand. I get all the stuff that's in the box though. I that's don't nice. think I have the punching puppet. I think my EB just didn't get them. Yeah, that was a nice find, I guess. 
But yeah, it, it did cost like sixty or seventy dollars. It was expensive. All I so know is I, mean, I don't know. I didn't know, buy it. Blah, blah, blah. I, I can't. It's really good. I can't knock people for buying for not buying a game that was twice as much as the going rate. Uh, because it's a lot better than most of the other crappy games that were out. It also time. had the the in game or in the inbox stuff, so that was yeah. clearly working design stick at the time. Yeah. Yep. All I know yeah, is I that I think my it was for... fun at man. The puppet was from Eternal Blue. But I no, thought there was one on both. The, the Galleon puppet was a pre order bonus. Ooh. But it was only X amount per E B, or at least in Canada anyways. I, they don't have a Sega CD emulator on PSP Draconis. They can't do that. <laughs> right, he wants he, he wants just, them to include a collector's edition down to UMD size <laughs> bonus of the original <laughs> two from Sega. No one wants to play. Does anyone want to play the Sega CD versions? I no. I wouldn't think so. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Surgeric does. Okay, so there's somebody. Was there a Saturn version too that was like the same as the PSX version? Uh, there's so many lunars so. now. Yeah, who knows? Um, I don't like the idea that the voice acting's changed that much. But well, what are you supposed to do? Um, hire the original. It's been ten, how many years? Some of them are around. What the yeah, heck? Are, they, what the heck could they possibly be doing? That's more important. Were they all credited? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we don't know um, all of them. Jooms would like to interrupt and remind people that they were on Saturn in Japan only. Oh, ah, okay. Right. That makes sense then. So, heads up. <laughs> Anyways, thanks, Jooms. Thank he you. often like whispers me stuff while we're doing the podcast. I can <laughs> correct you. Just say it in the po- in the he, chat yeah. Room. He can just say it in the <laughs> chat room. That we're reading. Yeah, but if he messages me um, specifically, then my client flashes and I pay attention. Fair we enough. He's not even room. in the chat room. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Yeah, he's not even there. Jooms <laughs> doesn't love us. It's oh, okay. Oh, so that's Lunar. Um, it is Lunar. I'm sorry, Michael. It, it is, is Lunar. lunar. Yes. <laughs> I know it's a stupid name, but that's what it is. Thank you for uh, your view. I don't know why it sounded like it, somebody in, the, uh, in our Skype chat pointed out you were huddled up in the corner trying not to disturb anybody I while you were giving this review. I was, it, like, underneath his desk or something. Yeah, he, yeah, he was at work. I'm like, work. this is Lunar. It's really he had a cool. bad recording connection, but um, it <laughs> yeah. was fun nonetheless. Sure, Michael, sure. what are those TPS reports? Oh, sorry. Damn, I have to restart. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, he's trying to be really quiet, and then he's playing the Lunar music. It's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, that's a nice touch. It's a good theme. Um, all, right. all I know is that my goal for 2010 is to be thanked in the credits of a game. Yeah, no kidding. I <laughs> Just lend out sad. copies of original games to anybody you find that's doing a remake, and then you'll have right. it too. That's the secret. Ah, what is not a secret is, of course, the new releases for next week. We've got two big games coming out. First of all, Star Trek Online makes its final release. Uh, This is a game I tried to play the beta of, but uh, I could never get anybody else to play it with me. I tried very hard. (laughs) Michael just couldn't log in. I finally ended up going to Deep Space Nine, seeing, all right, I finally got to Deep Space Nine, and then I logged out because it just wasn't fun. (laughs) And his ship was inside, and he was flying around. But apparently MMOs, I think, aren't fun, are fun, so don't take my word for that. Try it yourself. Oh, then it must be the bestest ever. It probably is. Was was Deep Space Nine anything special, or was it just... No, it was just a station, and, like, I found, like, the the area with the replicators where, like, Julian Bashir would order Roctogenos. Mm-hmm. Um, like earlier on in the series, but I I couldn't find like Quark's bar. I didn't see that, and I it found the Bajoran. I found the Bajoran temple, and the orb is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you take it? No, you couldn't take it. Oh, uh, but that's boring. pretty much it. I went up to it Ops, like... and like it's there, oh. but it's totally different people. So, and you went to the wormhole. 
I, I went to where the wormhole is, yeah, and I saw it open. And it opened, and then it, shut, and then it wouldn't and let I you in. go through. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's pretty much it. I tried. It sounds like but... a cheap diorama or something. Yeah. Well, it was, yeah. And he couldn't true. go to Ryza. I went to Ryza, and I couldn't land. I could not yeah. get anything. It was it was very sad. So basically, all the stuff I'd want to do in a Star Trek MMO, I couldn't do, <laughs> which is all the messing around in the Star Trek universe, much less than the fighting on combat missions that they want me to do. So, oh well. Yeah. Uh, other game coming out: White Knight Chronicles International Edition for PS3. Yay! Uh, I gotta go. I don't know why you all have this bad hype? Because I think it's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna go pre-order this after the show, I believe, so that I can try really? out the online with Michael. Yeah. Yay. Well, remember, I like to play with you, and then you like to like not play with me. So I have to keep tracking you down to new oh, games. Oh, because yeah. I won't play Ion anymore because it's icky. Because I can't level. I well, no. The last time I tried to play Ion with you, I had to beg you to get back onto the server with me. Even even the say even Aeon, you're not playing with me. <laughs> yeah, I like my other. It's class, okay. But... He's not playing with me either. Yeah. Nope, All right. I'm an Asmodian now. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah. No, I, he's I, on a different server now. At this point, Michael, I think it's you. But let's move on. Um, let's move on. <laughs> we got some news. Plenty of news. Oh, who else is picking up a White Knight Chronicles? Anybody? Is anyone passing me, on me, it? Me, me, me. I know you are. We we've oh. got that established. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I don't have any money yet. I'll pick it up when it drops to thirty bucks. Twenty okay. bucks. I have a PS3. So like it. Yeah. Second uh-huh. months, Four months. Right, Second. How many years is that going to be your excuse, boss? A lot. Um, until someone Forever. buys me a PS3, pretty much. She needs a good TV first, and I agree with no, her. No, I have a good TV. You paid fifty dollars. Yes, you didn't get a good TV. No. No, oh, you paid seventy. I paid four hundred and sixty-one <laughs> after tax and oh, environmental. Wow. So you got a Vizio. That's almost a good TV. You got a Vizio. <laughs> it's it's okay. It's not Vizio. It's Dynex, which is a future Whoa. shop brand. Oh, the shop of the future. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love the so, shop of the I mean, future. So, I mean, it's not like freaking awesome-tastic, but unlike my old TV, is it HD? I can actually read text on it. <laughs> yeah, is it a big HD should I, should I actually explain what happened to the people yes. listening? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so I bought my husband Ian Dragon Age Origins for Christmas. Great And game. I have had this small TV. It's actually smaller than my monitor. Um, yeah, she got him the GIMP for, version on 360. For 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I got it at the end of 2000, just after I moved to uh, Brandon, Manitoba. What was it, like a 13-inch TV? Um, I think it was 17. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it was relatively small. It was relatively cheap. This is what um, you guys have been playing Wii games on? Yeah. Wow. I think I paid, like, maybe $75. <laughs> they must look high def on that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. However, the problem was is over the years, it's gotten fuzzy. Yeah, and it's just it's old. Yeah, and I think it's been dropped a couple times at this point. So um, he went to play Dao, and he couldn't read any of the text. <laughs> and I thought it was maybe just because he was too far away from, from no. the TV. It's a known so issue. With I some went to go play uh, Vandal Hearts, and I couldn't read anything. <laughs> I'm shocked not... that you just noticed it now. You guys must not have had the 360 for that long or something. Um, this is like a common 360 issue. Like, ever since launch, people have been complaining about this. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, um, Dead Rising, first game, people are like, okay. I can't read this. I don't play shooters. Okay, no, Not no, a no. shooter. <laughs> this was the, uh, this was one of the pushing things for, for my TV was I was sitting on my couch, and I'm playing Magna Carta 2, and I'm like, I can't read the text. Because <laughs> I'm nine feet away from a 26-inch TV. Yeah. 
And, you know, the viewing range is what? There's a lot of companies that aren't taking into account standard definition on their games like they should, unfortunately. Yeah, so I got the nice big, you know, 47-inch, and now I can read the text from my couch. So, yeah, it it was an old TV. The technology in today's TVs didn't even exist when I bought my TV. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I couldn't read. I could barely play Vandal Hearts, Flame of Judgment. So I knew one of my buddies was replacing his TV, so I was like, hey, Aaron, what are you doing with your old TV? And he's like, I'm going to give it away to somebody. Um, it's like 12 years old at this point. I was like, oh, well, that's not really going to help me either. It's just going to be bigger than the TV that I have. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> me and Ian did some shopping around, and um, we found this you know, quality and style of TV in a few different places, but Future Shop was the cheapest. So we went there, and we bought it and came home, and... Wow, everything looks so much nicer now. Yeah, really? Did you, did yeah, you get new cords? Did you, get? did you have to get new cables for your F360? Nope. nope. Oh, you had component cables already? Yeah. Oh, wow. On a TV that old? Wow. No, I oh. had a box. Oh. And I plugged okay. stuff into the box, and then the box plugged into the TV. Oh, I see. So what did you get? <clears throat> um, It's a 35-inch HDTV. That works. Is it an LCD? Uh, yes. Yep. Okay. Well, it might, the CRTs went bye-bye. They still exist. Don't book it. It's Canada. They probably oh, still have, you know, crank made phones. made of ice, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they melt in 10 years. All right. So. Actually, um, Michael. What? My last friend that had a, an old-fashioned ring-around-the-dial phone. Mm-hmm. Finally had to replace it last oh. year because the phone company would no longer support it. What? Oh, My they won't do rotary. one of those phones. Man, those things don't die. Those phones definitely outlast the technology. Yeah. Cookie and her family have had a rotary phone for as long as I've known them. They never changed it. And last year, the phone company was like, we'll just disconnect your phone if you don't use a real phone. Like the old phones from like Ma Bell oh. that you had to buy <laughs> from the co- phone company itself. Yeah. It's like they last eons. And they were made of like metal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What I want is like the old one where you like pick it up. I want a Yankee three four five, please. Oh, the ones you see in like the sixties. <laughs> yeah, no, not the sixties. Yeah. Like not the sixties. <laughs> like the thirties. Well, I was just thinking before <laughs> color, 60s. so you know. Before color, the sixties. <laughs> okay, so maybe a little older than that. <laughs> it's a fantasy setting. It's before you color know, TV. You know, when the talkies <laughs> happened in the sixties. You know, he's hot. <laughs> Yeah, that was all in the 60s. Yeah, that's as far back as I can think. That's it. 50 years ago, is it that, you know, anything older than that must still be in the 60s. Wow. And I'm curious about your cable setup, but I won't go through and do it now because it's that's just weird. The 360 is plugged in one place, the Wii's plugged in another, and the PS2 at the moment isn't Danielle's bedroom. Well, if you didn't change your cables between the old TV and the new TV, something's not set up right. And you might not be getting HD. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> Anna is you know those studies you hear about people who have their TVs hooked up and they're not in HD <laughs> Anna apparently is that audience you guys, I <laughs> let Ian play with the cords okay. I could buy I think we need to buy like El Cheapo you know five buck HD cords for the 360 you definitely but I mean, want HD I'm cords still on the happy that I can read everything and we can play all of our games do you have an games. HDMI port on this TV I think so do you have so. an HDMI port on your 360 Oh, I think so. it's a newer one, yeah. If it's I mean, newer, it's, it's three sixty. If it's that Lucifer's I launch one, then no, it's not. It. Is it Lucifer's it's, launch the one? The three sixty is like two years old. 
I thought Lucifer got it at launch and then sold it to you. No, he got one at launch. It red ring. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah Michael. It. Lucifer is owned like seven hundred three sixty. Right, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> All right. This is the one that he it red ringed. He went back to the GameStop. They replaced it, and then when he went to port his downloaded content to the new three sixty, they said, "We well, didn't do it right, so we're gonna not gonna do it for you." Yeah. So he was like, "Screw that noise," and he sold it to me. <laughs> Well, and then he, he went and bought another one and sold that one, and then bought another yep. one and sold. That one. <laughs> yeah, yep. it's, it's just it's the circle of it's the red circle of life. Yeah, right, he so. wouldn't send it into Microsoft. So, no, you of course know. not. No. He prefers to get mad and sell it to a different country. All right, so exactly. <laughs> let's set up the reviews for the week. First off, we got a review of Mass Effect 2 by Mr. Tom Goldman. Um, gave it a five out of five. This is like the game of games, and um, those of us who've been playing it, um, how many of that is that? Just me and Manny? I finally got started. You did? Yeah, like 12.30 in the morning. Oh, wow. Sweet. I played till about 2. And I was like, so you, so you got through the whole intro sequence then? Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll talk a little about that later then. Um, 5 out of 5, he says, Incredible story and characters. Tons of player choices that matter. Immense replay value. Battles never become tiresome. Well-detailed environments, but the planet scanning is time-consuming. Which I agree with. Um, so there you go. Five out of five, he gives it. We got a review up for Vanna Hearts Flames, A Judgment. That's by Mrs. Ms. Newfeld. Mrs. Mrs. Newfeld. Right? Right. Yes, that works. Who's muted? Talk. Lady, uh. talk. What the hell are you saying? How am I supposed to respond to this? <laughs> it's by you. Be like, yes. yeah, I love that game. Or I thought it was poop. I really liked it. All right. I thought it was actually go. quite solid. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so all right, she gave it a, a four lot out of, of five. Things that irritated me and a lot of other TRPGs and fixed them. Mm-hmm. Or at least improved upon them or ditched them. Because, I mean, this is the con- I actually had a con- lengthy conversation with Chris about this the other night. Because basically, and I don't know if Michael will agree or disagree with this, mm-hmm. I feel like Final Fantasy Take Tactics came out and everybody sort of started copying that model. Ah, but that's funny because that model came from Tactics Ogre. Well, yes, I know. I mean, I'm not saying that Final Fantasy Tactics is a unique game that's different from everything else, you know, and it's the special snowflake. But I found that, you know, Tactics came out and it was really good. That's funny because uh, Tactics Ogre stole it from Goldbox D&D games. Yeah, I know. I mean, this is, you know, this is a vulnerable. This was bringing it into the new generation. Right. Basically, I felt like up until Final Fantasy Tactics, people had yoinked it and evolved it. And then Tactics came along and everybody was like, no, we'll just steal it verbatim and we're not going to try to fix anything. And so we've sort of had this standard TRPG model for quite a number of years now. And every once in a while you get a game that tries to break out. And Vandal Hearts, I find, is one of them where, um, you know, it doesn't feel like every other TRPG that I've played. So. I don't know. I mean, well, in that time span, we still had things like Front Mission 3, which was vastly different. We had Vanguard Bandits, which was significantly different. Um, so it's not like everything tried to be tactics, but, you know, it no, was still nice. But, I mean, still had the cookie cutters, I do admit. To, most people stuck to it. Yeah. Like I said, there was every once in a while a game that tried to break out of that. Mm-hmm. But success was... Middling. 
Well, this is a pretty stripped down game, right? This is just yes. tactics game. It's it's, 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 it's based basic. on a fun tactics engine. We've got a story there. It's nothing to write home about, at least not yet. And you know, an yeah, art style that has been vastly it. improved from the original screenshots, but still kind of ugly compared to where it could be. Well, <laughs> you have here's the you thing, have and I think it's going to drive blood, people nuts about the art style. Wait, so, Sorry, hold on. Go ahead, Jixi. I'm just saying you have spurts of blood. What else do you need? They're not that prevalent. Yes! I don't know. They, they kind of, they're kind of faded and blurry, so you don't actually notice them as much. Like They're, they're not like in their, your face like a Quentin Tarantino movie, in my opinion. But. They well, no, the I actually pixels. like this blood this. I think they're awesome. Okay. And I don't normally like um, bloody games. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the splooting is awesome and win. And I giggled every time something went It sploot. seems out of place, honestly. I don't no, not at it, all. Yes, it does. There's no, no reason for blood spurts at some of the Of course there isn't. That's spurts. what makes it awesome. Okay. It's like, ah! <laughs> it's like you broke every single artery at the same time. Ding. Okay. Um, but yeah, the story doesn't really get any better. You're like a couple of orphans that have been raised by the church, and then you get conscripted into the army. And that's pretty much the extent of the story. And then you beat up the bad guy. By the way, we've just been told that the same guy made Final Fantasy Tactics. No, and this, this, is, this is semantics, okay? okay. Square okay. bought him to make the game. It was stolen to... Yes, okay, the guy made it, but he was brought on to make the same game. Well, Devil May Cry, it's not... He gives an analogy with Devil May Cry and Devil May Cry 2, which is not the well, same yeah, since it, it's different guys. If it was guys. called Tactics Ogre 2... Because <laughs> Mikami then, yeah. only did one, so somebody else came along and copied the first guy's work and made a sequel, which makes sense because it's a sequel, but he still copied it. Right. But, but anyway, and, here this guy decided to do the same thing again instead well, of well, innovate, the, which is fine. It's good. It's, it's, it's Matsuno. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Matsuno. Oh, yeah. He can do so, whatever he wants. I don't yeah. say copy it, more refined. So he, sure, he refined well, I, I, said he, I said he stole. I said it was stolen, but it was right. stolen because Square bought it, not because Matsuno made the same game. Well, that's not stolen. That's purchased. One one is illegal and one, well, I guess well, well, no, in this, in this industry it's not illegal, but I mean, right. if you're going to say the word okay. stolen, that implies <laughs> it's stolen. Stolen has a negative connotation. Stolen has a negative connotation. I thought it was a negative connotation because that was in the everything we said that was stolen before and just call it ripped off. I didn't realize Tactic Ogre was not ripped off because it is the same guy. It's the same guy doing the same thing for a new company. Yeah. That's what they. Anyways, that's why they bought him. All right, we're getting right. really pedantic. But I know. I will say it should have negative connotation because this was the beginning of the end of Quest. Oh well, who, Quest sixty four, dude, forever. Um, um no, Quest different. is a company. Okay. No, Quest <laughs> made Poker Battle and Tactics over. Oh, okay. And, Goodbye. And, and then yeah, as soon as he left, them. yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's how we got twelve too, right? Uh, no. Okay. No. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Quest Matsuno did of, most of twelve. Matsuno was already working for Square Enix at that point. I that know. wasn't the problem. The problem was is they bought. But if they never bought it, the IP and did absolutely nothing with oh, it. They just took the team members and said, "You go do this now." Oh. So we should all go that's play Quest sixty four. That's right? irritating. Wait. No. All right. So, <laughs> Vandal Hearts. <laughs> Back to Vandal Hearts. <laughs> this game is just fun. And for $15, yeah. there's no excuse I mean, not to go pick this for, up. It's 15 bucks. It's uh, not going to... The thing that I like about it is that I feel it's a really good exercise in thinking ahead. Because 
all of the characters have a relatively large movement range. Mm-hmm. So if you're not paying attention to where the enemies are and where you are, you can very easily have a character killed in one round. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, always... I honestly haven't had that happen that much. I mean, it happens sometimes, have... but... Um, <laughs> She's like, I have no problem. I, I wanted to see what happened, so I kind of ran forward with two of my characters, and they just surrounded the one guy and completely punked him. Oh, okay. And I was like, okay, the AI is intelligent enough to do that. I that have found that this game is extraordinarily forgiving, though, compared to most tactical RPGs. Um, unlike um, the front mission... True, unlike... But... Uh, Unlike front uh, front mission, uh, what's it called? The other one, with the horses what and the Pegasuses and the dragon riders and the and the Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. Unlike Fire Emblem, <laughs> if somebody dies, they're not dead forever. They're just dead till the end of the no, battle. No, they're just dead to the next round. You don't but even I mean, have to revive them. the exception to the rule. I mean, no other TRPG has permanent what? death. Oh, um, well, no, Tactics does. People can die permanently in Tactics. Oh, yeah, tactics. but you get turns. You to get turns revive. to revive them. Here, you don't even have to worry about that. It says, oh, they're dead. Don't worry about it. Just finish the map. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take yeah, care of it later. You, <laughs> the thing is, is that you are always outnumbered in these maps. And you yeah, are generally outnumbered three that, or four. But one. that also means that you're pretty overpowered compared to the other characters. Except, Not, boss, except Only boss if battle. you set out to do that. Well, no, I mean, and you I mean, have you to have be to in order th- to survive in over, you know, a map like that because nobody else heals themselves like, well, they do, but not like you do tend to, to do. And nobody else uh-huh. like set them. People don't tend to do the same strategies that you do as a player. The AI is a little bit dumber than you, so you can kind of wipe the floor with them in most situations. Um, You have not gotten to the point where you're going to have five or six enemy healers. Okay, I I had a map with five enemy healers already. And they look like babies. It's weird. They're babies with face paint. They're scary. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, no, those are mages. No, the Hellraiser healers. They're weird. Oh, um, no, 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 no. Wait until you get into, like, the golden healers. All right. <laughs> I have golden healers. Where they can heal, like, half of everybody's health in one turn. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what are you I mean, I'm, I'm not saying the game is hard. It is not hard by any stretch of the imagination. Oh. It is very down the road. In fact, I would say the game most maps are easy. What makes them hard is going for treasure and trying to unlock bonus maps. Right. So I would say moderately easy. If you're playing it the way you should be playing it, it'll be challenging to get everything done before you kill the last enemy. Yes. Yes. Is and that fair I, enough? I enjoy I love the staged battles, just how they go through phases. That yes, is so that is great. something that this game does really, really, really well. Is basically what you do is you get onto a map, and it will be like kill the three guys standing in front of you. So you kill the three guys standing in front of you, and then um, somebody will race in from the side, and then it will be save the person from the left who's being chased. And then when that happens, the boss will come out, and then it's kill the boss with everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's awesome. Uh, that what is a, awesome. Yeah. That is like a fantastic way of storytelling. I wish more TRPGs did that mm-hmm. because it allows you to basically, if anybody's played a TRPG, you you know the formula. You have a story blat at the beginning of the battle that tells you why you're fighting, and then you do the fight, and then you have sort of a miniature conclusion. And each sort of battle ends up being almost a semi-enclosed bubble of story. Mm-hmm. And I find that Vandal Hearts actually does a really good job avoiding the bubble. All of the combat, because it's um, because it's moving fluidly between those different pieces, 
not only do you have multiple pieces that fit together in a single map, but you also have a, a decent overarching story. I mean, the story is kind of boring. And I'm sorry, Ryan, I love you, but the story's boring. Um, but it fits together really well. And I think that's something that most TRPGs don't do. Yeah, it does. It does. It, it is pretty smooth. Uh, the interesting, you know, we had some questions from the chat room. Like, can you get class promotions or become a Vandalier? I mean, is, no, it seems like there's a bunch of stuff that must have been in the original games. That just yeah, in here. the original Vandal Hearts games, you actually had set classes. And each of the classes had their own abilities, and mm-hmm. they were pretty much locked to those individual characters. Like Darkstar is actually a very classic Vandal Hearts spell. And I ah, think two okay. of the original six members in the first Vandal Hearts had it. Um, what you do in this is basically whatever you do, you get better at. If you wield a bow and you shoot somebody, you get bow skill. You also get ranged and combat skill, but that's sort of later. Uh, there's so, very little restrictions on your characters that I've noticed. There's I mean, zero restrictions. I see, no, I have seen some there's armor I can't wear. There's a couple pieces of armor yeah. that Gren can't wear. Well, so and you some other people too, but yeah. Right. Basically, they don't want you to turn Gren into a spellcaster. Yeah. That's what it seems um, That like being too. said, by the end of the game, Gren was my best buffer. Ah, nice. Yeah, that's what I'm really having trouble with. Is is so open. I'm having trouble deciding what to do with everybody as far yeah. as magic goes. Um, um, what I did is I gave everybody a different weapon. So I have one person that's hammer, one person that's axe, one mm-hmm. dagger, one sword, um, one bow, and then I have Calvin, who is a complete total wimp yeah. and doesn't really use any weapons. Yeah. And then I have um, two people that are my main healers. I have two people that are my main buffers. So they do a lot of augment magic. So they do things like movement, which increases my movement range. They do haste, which increases my reaction time. Right, so and, everybody uh, on my team is getting good at movement because it just seems too useful. Everyone's yeah, it is movement. incredibly useful. And yeah. then I have two damage dealers, Calvin and um, the Bochek, mm. whose name I can never Alteria. Thank you. Yeah. So actually the thing that I like about this game, and I think most people aren't going to notice it, is um, Chris noticed that the introductory song is in French. Mm-hmm. And when you go into the shops, there's a whole bunch of background chatter. There's people Speaking talking French. while you're in the yeah. shop. It is also in French. Mm-hmm. Kill them all. <laughs> no, Mike. <laughs> That's not what we do. <laughs> it turns them into blood rage. Die! No. No French here. No, that's wrong. Don't so, talk like that. Yeah. Overall, I felt it was what? a good game. For 15 bucks. you really can't go wrong. Yeah. I hope they make another one. If you were expecting an identical game to Vandal Hearts 1, you're going to be disappointed. If you're expecting a game out of the Vandal Hearts universe, you will be very pleased. Just I, never having played Vandal Hearts, I'm just appreciating this as on its own as a downloadable strategy RPG that is extraordinarily good and fun to play and a complete value for $15. Yeah, that, that's where it comes in for me. And what is um, what's the downside now? It must be short or something, um, right? It is pretty short. Um, it's got just shy of thirty maps. Mm-hmm. I haven't found them all. And in fact, it was really funny because I was going through the screenshots to pick them for my review, and I found two different screens of an area I'd never. <laughs> I found two screens of two areas I'd never been to, uh. and as soon as I saw them, it was like the light the light bulb went on. And I immediately went over and uh, found one of them. Yeah, I like basically over to my 360. And the way it out works is you you fi- you go to sparkling things on the field and you open or search them and it unlocks bonus maps. And so yep. 
Um, the other thing that I think it does really well, it hinges onto this, is that not every combat is kill all the enemies. Yes. Um, for example, at one point you're running away from an overpowering force and you have to get into a nearby mine. And so there's a mine cart. So you push the switch, you hop into the mine cart, and the mine cart zooms away. Yep. But you can only do that once per turn. Yep. So per it's round. not like you can get per everybody round, into yeah. the mine car in one round. Oh, that map was hard. <laughs> yeah. It's because what and when I don't know what you did, Chris, but what I basically ended up doing is um I had to write down on a piece of paper the torn order that I wanted everybody to get into the mine car so that I wouldn't leave behind somebody that was no, going I, to get punked in I one just, turn. I just I just left Gren Gren and Tobias behind left and I made sure everyone was very close to the minecart and very tev- defensible and didn't have a very open flank. So I left behind Gren and Calvin. Wow. Okay. Yep. Interesting. So because and basically at, at the point, end there I'd people were the- just healing themselves and I was just yep. basically hoping I'd survive. And I did the second time. <laughs> I died the first time because <laughs> I, 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 I went through. Time. I wiped everyone out. I got all the treasure, and then like all of a sudden, these more troops come in and they wipe the floor with me. Yeah. Like, yeah. So anyway, yeah. I, I don't want to get too deep into spoilers on the maps, but yeah, you have to think about some of these. So wait, Which most RPGs you can muscle through it? You what, can't Michael? really. You're, you're, you're kind of faint. You're, you're gone. What's I, gone? If you if you leave these people behind, are they gone? No. So but everybody you can't, must you can't, you can't finish the map until everybody gets into that minecart and goes away. Yeah. So you're down uh, to the point where it's like ten oh, enemies oh. and just one of yours, and you need to get like, them into the cart. Don't kill me! Like, come, don't on, kill come on! Me, come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> basically, the requirements for that particular map is everybody must get into the minecart and everybody must survive. So. So you can't cheap out by throwing someone to the wolves and. Tossing everybody else into the minecart. Yeah, so you got you got to think through stuff like that. So. Yeah, that and that's so. the sort of stuff this game does that I just haven't seen much before. It's great. Yeah, um, Do you think Jones Arc does that. I oh, don't okay. think it does so well. Is I think a lot of people are going to find the art styles very jarring. There's basically three distinct art styles. There's the there's the storyline. <laughs> there's the combat, and there's the cutscenes. Yeah, and they're yep. very chibi. It's very chibi artwork. A lot of people are calling it dwarfish. Mm-hmm. So if uh, like you don't... The, the character portraits are fine enough, um, and then the, the, the character models are models. garish. Yeah, <laughs> and then the, the storybook really like cutscene style. The storybook cutscenes are okay. I mean, it's it's not my thing, but you know they're done well. So thank you, storybook. Yeah, I was trying storybook. to describe it last week, and I was calling it paper ass. Yeah, I know, I know. As like, soon as I what? saw it, I was like, oh, storybook. That's that's the word thank she you. wanted. <laughs> so yeah. Um, if you like TRPGs, there's absolutely no reason not to buy this. All right, so go check that out. We Which keep... one? Oh. Did you got it on PS3? I got it on PSN. Got and it on I got the, it on, on, Xbox. on Xbox. I got Xbox. it on Xbox. I've Life. noticed. I've noticed some issues of slowdown on the PS3 one. I don't know if they're there on the Xbox one. I um, that have... would be my other complaint. Is the load times are atrociously bad. Well, the load times are bad, but I mean, I've noticed um, there's sometimes during a battle I can tell when it's not processing it as a, at as high of a frame rate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I know haven't if you've noticed that really at all. had a problem with that. All right. Well, if it's not there, then I guess the Xbox version's better for that. I've got. I'm getting po- trophies on the PS3, so that's fun. Um, I'm sure there must be achievements you can unlock on the 361. Then. Yeah. Oh, and there's so. multiple endings. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, shoot. There are. <laughs> I gotta have to think about this some more then. <laughs> there are four or Dang, five major anymore. decisions you have to make in the game, and they're very subtle. 
So the first playthrough, you may not necessarily realize you are making decisions. Oh, it's those. Okay. Yes. I didn't know if those had impact or not. Yes, they do. <laughs> okay. Yes, they directly affect your ending. Great. Is there a new game plus feature or anything? Um, not in the way that you're thinking. Oh, okay. Fair enough. When you start over, you start over. Okay. That stinks. <clears throat> uh, alrighty then. Um, I've got a cat on me. Yeah, uh, let's sorry. see what I can do here. Many things I liked, very few I didn't. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff, and the price is unbelievable. Um, let's get into our last review then, and this is um, this is uh, the Anna, <laughs> Anna versus Sarah Cage match. Um, yeah, let's do it. Rawr. Mud wrestle. Is it good or is it great? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they both reviewed Ion, or Aeon, depending on how you're going to pronounce it. Ion? Aeon. The the NPCs in the game say Ion, so if you're saying Aeon, you said it wrong. All right, so it's Ion. You're doing it wrong. Well, it's Lunar and it's Ion. All right, so you're playing Ion, and, uh, well, Okami, that's just how you would say it. Um, That's how they say it in the intro. I know, that's how you say it. That is how you say it. Okay, but others say Okami, and that's wrong. That's that's American, that's just wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Done. Because America's wrong, just in general. No, we um, bastardized. So, the, talking about Ion, then um, Anna gave it a three and a half out of five. Noodle gave it. Um, Sarah gave it a four out of five. And we have um, some discussion then about this game. So, start talking, girls. Um, do we want to maybe just go over our positive and negative points so that this is take ridiculously long time? Yeah. No, I want the cage match. Let's go. No, I, I, I prefer <laughs> what Anna just suggested. So, um, a lot of, we, we both had sort of, um, similar positive points. I said, go, good storytelling. And Sarah said, quests actually tell a story. Um, I really liked the crafting system. I found it very addictive. Um, Sarah didn't craft as much. She really liked the customizable armor better. Wait, 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 wait. Crafting's addictive? You push a button and eat a sandwich. Oh, man. No, <laughs> yeah, but it's just... all about getting that number up, Mike. Yeah, gotta as you're eating your sandwich. That, well, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, it's like mining I mean, an Eve. All I got to do like, is move the stuff into a can. And eat a sandwich just makes it that much better. That's great the sandwich. Oh, okay. Sandwich is a bonus. <laughs> okay, sandwich mm, is a sandwich. Plus. Good. Can't oh, eat sandwich oh, while oh, crafting. Eat and pie. I liked the voice acting. I found that the cutscenes were really great. And Sarah said there's that not NPCs very much voice acting. Great personality. Right. So why don't you Once do you the next go? You can't go back. Yeah. I had this Hugo begging me if I had any more Kina. It was so funny. Mm-hmm. So what did Noodle think? Is it, what were your pot? No, that was, that was both of our positives. Oh, that was both of them. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was suggesting that she do the negatives. Yes. I don't know are where she went, me, though. Are you letting me do the negatives? Yes. There we go. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You're really far away. Talk to the mic. Why do I have to go? <laughs> I think I can find them. <laughs> They're over here. Anyway, uh, let's go. This would be where you do the negatives. <laughs> I had to open the window. Okay. Okay. Her Mac so, was so my negatives stuff. were the game camera was really irritating in some situations. Mm-hmm. Um, we both Which thought. Is- we both said that it requires grinding, and Anna said that the classes weren't balanced, and I said, and we. Both, well, I said menu, menus were a little bit clunky, and she said the same thing kind of in her review. But the my major gripe was just the 
game camera. Mm-hmm. Game because, camera. Yeah, because when you're following someone or if you're in combat mouse. or something, it doesn't it doesn't follow your line of sight. It doesn't move with you. Oh, so it doesn't have a follow option that Eleven added three years later. No, they didn't add it three years later. Yeah, well, no, they fixed it three years later. Okay. Yeah, well, well I, this it, is. Oh, that's okay. She can have that opinion. This is why I'm like I'm criticizing Aeon's terrible menu system for not having a lot of the refinements that WoW added three years later. You know, it's the same thing. Did WoW add them, or did your plugins add them? Um, usually the plugins added them, and then WoW put, made them part of the official client. Right. See, there's, <laughs> but that's still, the point is, well, they're there. Either way. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. Um, I think, well, I think a major... I haven't had any problem with the camera yeah. except for the part where I ran it into a wall and it disappeared. No. <laughs> <it's> just... <laughs> I've actually, part... I, yeah, I've run into walls and I'm like, wait, where am I? But I can't see where I am. And then I yeah, there's a, there's a there's a wall in the fire temple that you can actually walk halfway into and the camera goes in yeah, there and you have no idea where you went. <laughs> so, you yeah, know, the, the I like mo- walked into it. I'm like, wait. I went into a different zone or something because it's totally different looking. Yeah. So I think the biggest question that somebody looking at the MMO market has, as far as Ion goes, is like, all right, what differentiates this from WoW? What's going to make me want to play this instead of WoW? Or what am I getting here that I didn't get in WoW that's going to be a nice change of pace for me? So that's a question I have for or both even, of you. Well, oh, um, or 11. Not I you, didn't Michael, play. for the two girls, the people who wrote the reviews. Okay, fine. We'll let the girls talk. Yeah. So, so they should starting with now. you, Noodle. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, she didn't I, play WoW. I played yeah, so, so much she, WoW. You're yeah. right. You oh, right. didn't play WoW. I come from Eleven. Yeah. Well, what is it? What did it add? Okay, so from Eleven, same question. Solo play. <laughs> solo play. Yes, as a cleric, I could actually solo. <laughs> so that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got. It was really hard to get used to the menus. I know it's similar in WoW with the menus with the different keys, but in Eleven. It's all in one spot, so it's easier to find all the 11, menus in eleven. Uh-huh. Eleven has the macro system. Though, well, I, I I know I know the differences, but what is what is this game doing for you, or what is it adding? What is it? What is different about eleven that you like? What makes it more compelling for you than eleven, if if anything? The well, the solo play actually solo play. is okay. really the the solo play and the questing, because. Mm-hmm. I play White Mage in 11, and I can't beat up easy monsters because I'm so weak. But in Aeon, as a cleric, same class, you know, I can go up and beat up... I'm level 35, so I can go up and beat up level 35 monsters. Okay. Or level 36 monsters. In 11, I can't do that as a White Mage. I would just die. So So, is the rest of the game keeping you enthralled, or do you really just wish 11 had the solo play? You know, is, is there anything else about the game that's appealing? Um, just the the personalities of the the quest the NPC guys. Okay. Yep. That's just it's it's kind of addicting because last night I was up until like four o'clock in the morning because I was doing quests. And I was like, oh, I have to talk to this guy. No, I have to talk to this guy. Mm-hmm. I have to finish this thing real quick. Yeah. And I just kept saying, I'll finish this. I'll finish this. But then I just kept playing and getting more quests and more quests. Awesome. Yeah, that was that was actually something. I had something similar to that happen to me in WoW when I went to there from Eleven because similar similar thing. Just having all those NPC personalities and these little plot thread line, you know, these threaded plot lines that are going on all over the place. I like that. All right, Anna, uh, what about you? What 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 differentiates this from WoW? Why would you play one this over WoW? Or what are you getting that's different or anything? Um, 
I really do like the way that the story works. Um, you know, if this had come out two years ago, I would have called the story so much superior than WoW. Mm-hmm. Raph has definitely cleaned up the storytelling yeah. in uh, in WoW in general. But I don't know. I just I like the look of it. I like the feel of it. I like it because it's different from WoW. Uh-huh. And you complain that it's not different from WoW. But... Well, I, c- I complain that r- interface refinements and gameplay improvements that WoW incorporates aren't here. Right, and, and I mean, the thing that I think I really like about Ion mm-hmm. is that when I sat down to play WoW after six months, you know, I asked myself how much potential I thought this game had, and I actually quit. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Partly because I didn't think it was going to go anywhere, and partly because I was just starting university. Right. So I look at Ion and I'm like, wow, this has so much potential in six months. I can definitely see myself coming back to it. Yeah, that's that's the thing that always strikes me about this game is the potential it has, especially with that Vision trailer they released. Um, which you can go look yeah. for a Vision of Ion trailer, which shows all the stuff they're going to add in the future but isn't here now. But I, right. I'm kind of more interested about what keeps you playing now besides just the Vision. Um. Nothing really. The storytelling, <laughs> the stopped, different so. class mechanics, mm-hmm. the a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, there's a lot of like I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of minor things that super irritate me about the game. But okay, let me let me ask. Let me just ask something as somebody who's just kind of on the outside here looking in. Um, is it, uh, we we've a lot of us have have played WoW for a significant period of time and whatnot, and, and when you play the same game and MMO especially, uh, it tends to get old and something new comes along and it's ooh pretty shiny and whatever have you. Yeah. Does Ion have significant gameplay qualities or whatnot that that's actually going to make it? In your eyes, be longer than two or three months. Is it really going to have the? Is, yeah. is it something that's really going to drive? I you think to keep on Ion playing? is one of the first box games that I've seen since WoW, or like a pay-to-play game that I've seen since WoW, that I actually feel it is going to have staying power. Like I've played EQ, I've played EQ two, I've played Final Fantasy eleven, I've played Pirates of the Burning Sea, I've played Age of Conan, I've played. Is there any other pay-to-play? Warhammer. Warhammer. I've played Warhammer. I've played Free Realms. Lord you know, of the Rings. I've played friggin guild wars like everything that is pay to play or buy to play i've played it and i'm just i feel like ion is unique in that it has a ton just a ton of potential and i feel like i've never played a game for three months and thought to myself wow this is going to be seriously awesome in six months when it catches up with some of the major box titles that have been out for three or four years Mm -hmm. so can i explain what i like yeah. Yes, please. I like where it's going. Right now, I mean, here's the thing. I, this you is play biggest... it so much now, though. That seems no, like no, an no, odd l- thing l- to l- say. No, because I'm... One of the reasons I started a new character was because my server is stuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's very... The one yeah. side dominates. Okay, I've moved to a server where it's balanced. And what it and now I feel is, when when you play WoW, you have Alliance and you have Horde. And besides the general animosity... There's not really a battle. Well, you're also on a PVE server. There's no, 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 no. But PVE you didn't server do any of the combat. No, let me let me finish though. Right. What do you okay. do in WoW when you PvP? You kill other players. What are you fighting for? Um, you're fighting f- for your faction. And no. what do you get? 
marks. You get, you get more gear, right? You get more yeah. gear, yeah. and you get control of a region, so you get temporary bonuses. Yeah, you also open up. It. You also open up dungeons for you to go do extra dungeon runs that you can't do otherwise. Okay. That's a new invention. Yeah. That's way at the end. Yes. You, you can well, do yeah. battlegrounds All at the lower PvP, levels. Yeah, you can do it at lower levels to gain experience and also to get gear, but really the meat of the PvP is at the top of the top of the totem pole. I really yeah. feel that PvP in Ion starts at 35. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there are that's parts something that I feel in. that Ion does but way better than WoW. You need to remember, Mike. You a lot faster. Yeah, but he, you need to remember, Mike, you're comparing a PvE server experience on WoW to a PvP server experience no, no, on No, 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 I'm not done. Okay. Because I basically feel that we're growing into an army. Mm-hmm. Okay? Each side is going to have their own leader. They're going to have, you have your rank and you have, you know, your military rank for your side. Yep. So I'm rank six, you know. That means, yep. you know, eventually you get to a point where there's going to be some sort of trickle-down command structure, and these two sides are going to go all out at it. Um, okay? In, where on do our you get server, that impression from? Because I've played on a server now where it's actually active. I've seen people shouting in groups that they need to have people organized and attacking this te- this castle because these guys are attacking it. And on our server, the first one, it doesn't matter. Because the Elios dominate everything. Where I, the one I'm in now, it's a 20-20 split with Bilar holding the rest. And they are seriously like, they are calling anybody they can who's 35 and higher to go out and defend fortresses and do things. And it's right. a lot and I think exciting. that's something that Ion does that WoW has not yeah. done successfully yet. Is introduce a third NPC party that is an integral part of the game and is truly challenging to overcome oh yeah if you ignore your if you capture your fortress and you know uh you ignore it for a week yep. the npc will take it back mm-hmm. and that's a big deal because that way you don't just someone well i've had this Anna, for do you have the feeling if they're, they're going to add anything like that in cataclysm what like did they say anything like they're going to add any sort of like static pvp control points anything like that um not that I'm aware of. So that, yeah, okay, so that means that really for some time, Ion's probably going to be alone in this. Yes. In um, something that hasn't been done, I guess, since Dark Age of Camelot. Yeah, but Dayok took it a little too far because they did RVR. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they were um, pushing for the biggest battles you could find. Yeah. And they tried the same thing well, in that's okay. The vision, the vision trailer looks like it's going to have those huge battles. Well, no, I mean, have you been in Wintergrasp when we've had like two or three oh, stacks of gosh. tenacity? Yeah. I mean, you move like five feet in 30 or 45 seconds. Yeah. The leg is atrocious. <laughs> yeah. And thus far, I have not seen that problem. And I mean, I lag an ion under normal circumstances. <laughs> you lag consistently, I rubber though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the thing is if I'm going to. If I'm going to lag, I'm going to lag consistently, and I much prefer that over. I'm attempting to do something really important, and oh look, I just started lagging. Got it. I yes. flew by a fifteen to twenty person battle, and it didn't even, you know. And these are all the effects and everything going on, and I didn't even notice. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, the fact that I was Part, flying I away. <laughs> I own a rubber band for me. Is I actually have it turned up to like the max. Mm-hmm. Do 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 you have uh, you know you're talking about PvP and starting at 35 and stuff? Is, is it something that you really have to get involved in? What what yes. if a player doesn't really like? I, I know I've got a number okay. of friends who tell me that yeah. they just don't care for PvP. Well, Here's if, the thing: well, if you don't want if 
All right, one person at a Go time. Ahead. Anna first. One person, <laughs> Anna first. Um, the content is actually not PvP. It's PvPVE. It's sort of like what Alterac Valley used to be before they mm. took away the generals. Once you get to 30, you get a lot more PvP content. Yeah, but I mean, even even then, there's still... Well, there, um, because the Balar is still there, Mike. Right. No, no, no. I'm talking as you go into Asmodians and you have to kill them. Yes, uh, yeah, I yeah, realize yeah. that. Yeah, but you can never do that. And I'm not discounting that. But I mean, even as you go up higher in the levels, there's still going to be PvP content that is related to killing NPCs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Killing the Balar gets you, you know, your PvP points, even though they're NPCs. Right. But uh, if you, you cannot play Ion and avoid the PvP, there will be someone who comes and kill you. There will be someone, you know, you'll be doing something and have to fight another group. It, it's going to happen. If you're going to play Ion, you have to do PvP because once you get about 40, 45, most of your experience and your growth is going to come from PvP. So really, you need to find a good guild. Yeah, that's kind of the excitement I'm waiting for. Is with my one Asmodian... I'm not just joining the first guild. I'm just going to wait and see and see who's the powerful legion. And, you know, when I get to 35, 40, I'm going to say, hey, I'm a sorcerer. I'm, you know, I know what I'm doing. Let's uh, see if I can fit in and try to, you know, even at that, I'm not the 50, you know, so I can't do the dredging or whatever. But, you know, even that I can defend fortresses and things like that, find artifacts, you know. All sorts yeah. of Ion did right away, but what WoW struggled to do until very recently, which was get low levels involved in party play. Mm-hmm. Ion does right. that incredibly well. Yeah, that's yeah. With one. some group quests, with group quests, they actually says group, so you know, okay, this quest is really hard. I should have like <laughs> I shouldn't just go off people with me. <laughs> I should just like go and solo it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like the fact now though, and, and wow, if I'm doing a quest line and, and it forces me to do a, a dungeon with elites, now I have a viable option for actually getting a group together and right, and, and I mean going and finishing you know, that off. That's just the that was a smart idea for Blizzard, and I'm just it's funny after playing Ion, it sort of feels like why didn't they think of this earlier? I mean, Ion thought of it right away. What I. I, I would I have I to know, integrating really about. well group play. Oh, how have they integrated I, it well in Ion? What, what's integrated um, about it? You do it all the time. It it's really encouraged. But is it is, is have that group quests in WoW as well? I mean, they have the that, same exact yeah, thing. Yeah, but not in the same way that Ion does. And well, I mean, but let me ask you a question. Across realm dungeons, it was really hard to get into what was essentially yeah, the big. But bulk you of were when quests. everybody was leveling like they are. But in let Ion. me ask. Let me ask well, a question though. The reason why that's such a problem in in WoW nowadays, it wasn't like that when I was playing WoW for the first six months. It's a problem now because ninety percent of your player base is now level eighty. Yeah. So if you're if you're playing a level 20 or 30 or 40 character, a lot smaller yeah, I mean, And there are already there are already areas in Aeon that are just a pain to get a group for. Nobody wants to even yeah, do. Like, just yeah, like, wow. Yeah, Mine especially, because yeah. I have been trying to get my Caden Mine quest done for yeah. ever, and I can't find a group for them. I mean, these no are storyline missions. These are like the meat and potato yeah. missions that give you the most experience, the most story, the okay, most everything. Okay. There, there's one small problem with, with your experience with that, Chris. Yeah. You're playing on an East Coast server late into the night. Yeah. Our time zone is wrong. On the West Coast server, I can get a group at 11 o'clock, no problem. No, I mean, I got the group. It's, Noodle couldn't get the group. But 
Well, no, I'm just saying because I was playing at 6 p.m. and I got that group. I, mean, I used I, to I understand no, on, on our server. Yeah, on I, our server, no, I played at 6 I would, p.m. I would get it with the prime time people on the East Coast. It was no problem, you know. So I, I was able to pull it off. You just play right. A it's the prime time. It's just when I come on and it's 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Yeah, it must be. Awful. I actually picked that as my time because that's when I could mine stuff because there's nobody around. Yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, I'm playing now on the Western server, and, you know, I wanted to do the Black Claw, which is the Asmodian version of the Crawl. Yeah. And I was like, I need a group. And someone was like, there were three other groups forming at the same time. Nice. So that helps so. some, but, Mike, what we've noticed is that, well, in the WoW community, it was noticed significantly that once you got, you know, a couple years out, that, that was problematic. Those well, groups that's, just weren't there. I think that's where the grind comes in and where, you know, people need to uh, just be patient is right now 45 to 50 is 2% of the population. Mm -hmm. In 11, in WoW, in these games that are running for years, what is it, 70, 80% of the population? Yeah, though it's yeah. a lot less of a grind to get there. It, well, exactly. You, you can warp through it. I mean, even in 11 now, you can pretty much warp through it. Yeah. So it's, it's the progression of where is the content. And I think in Ion, they're going to make it so there's, you know, you don't want to just rush through it. And they still make it easier with the, you know, the divination armor. See, and that, like. that just doesn't fit with me fundamentally. I hate the idea of stalling for a while, just waiting. Just you're not sitting. stalling. You're it's, just being patient and working through it instead stalling. of just that's waiting plateauing. until they make it quick. <laughs> yeah, that's stalling and plateauing. I don't like that. I, it, you can call you're, it being patient, gonna, but I'm not patient shift. about these things. I want progress. I want to be done with grinding. Grinding's my least favorite part of an MMO. Remember? But I'm not. Which I is funny because leveling is my favorite part. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm enjoying yeah, the leveling. I'm, I'm worried when I'm going to get to fifty. See, grinding I hate. Leveling the... with friends is fun. Then there's two d distinct differences there. Um, and Aeon <laughs> tends towards grinding, and grinding is basically running around killing mobs just for the end on end on end, just killing mobs. Not even doing quests just to get mass experience. I only had to points. do that like twice to get I know, to 35. But the I don't like doing um, it, period. But I don't know. Yeah, See, I don't the like thing that I like either. about Ion is it is completely grindy. Like, I will never argue that it takes a long time to level and it is grindy. Yeah. The thing that I at least like about Ion is they're trying to give you reasons to grind, for yeah. lack of a better phrasing. Oh, yeah, they do try. Yeah, yeah because you have those coin quests. quests and and stuff, honestly, yeah. some of those pieces of coin armor that I've gotten have lasted me nice. like seven or eight levels. Mm. Yeah, I, I picked up a like, rank six. They're, uh, they're certainly not... Yeah. And Go it ahead, was, Mike. you know... That that will. I picked up a rank six. Well, uh, you know this whole points like, mood anyway. Or whatever, but you know those will last me a while. This whole points mood anyway, since they've already publicly stated they're going to change the grind and ch change the level. They're going. What what they're unofficially saying is they're going to fix the quest XP. Mm -hmm. Number one point people have is why am I doing a quest when it gets me thirty five thousand XP <laughs> and I killed forty monsters with five thousand XP each to do it. Yeah. You know, it's taking more time for me to stop, go back, turn in the quest, <laughs> and go back and kill more monsters in order to just keep killing the same monsters. Yeah. That's the number <laughs> so one complaint. The, the quest experience is certainly imbalanced right now. Right. The I only also thing feel like really the classes are really campaign. imbalanced. Mm -hmm. What is? That, that's the something. Classes. God, I can't wait for them yes, to they are. They're, they're adjusting that. God, I know. They've... I mean, it's just, it pisses can, me can off. Can you expand because... what you mean by that? Like, what, what's unbalanced okay. right now? Well, me, it's, it's the number one problem. You have PvE balance, which I agree that we have, but it doesn't work for PvP because of the burst uh, ability of the DPS and things like that. 
and that's right. a big issue to me, as well, too. Every class should more or less be able to do what the other classes do. Mm-hmm. So if you have two equally skilled players fighting against each other in PvP, so equally skilled, equally geared, it should be basically a 50-50 split win-loss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, that is not the case because there are certain classes which are clearly um, ability-wise more suitable for PvP. Mm-hmm. And the problem is is after you do basically level 30, you're you are PvP. doing a crap ton of PvP. Mm-hmm. Even so, if you're not doing a PvP quest, that doesn't mean you're not going to get interrupted by someone trying to kill you. Yep. Right. Which has happened to me many times. Which Even is, gathering. You know, that, that's my frustrating with my chanter is I'm a good DPS class, but it is a slow DPS. A slow DPS class is not going to win a PvP battle where anyone can get up and fly away. Yeah, my classes, I don't do PvP well. You actually have a better Lyrics ability because you can get that chain. turn on their wings and fly away. No, because she has her one chain, and if <sighs> she can pull that off and stun you, she can actually kill you. Right. I don't, yeah, if, I don't if have my that chain, chain works, but it's only yeah, if, a chance <laughs> chain, so, which yeah. hardly ever goes off in PvP. And, I think and that's you know, uh, My gladiator, on the other hand, can toss you up in the air. Slam you down into that. a stun. I can do a three chain combo, which will also stun you. Mm-hmm. And then I have an individual stun, which I can just set off anytime I want. My ranger will stun lock you. Yeah. You know, but ranger and gladiator, oh, forget it. Right. If and you're also- up against one of them and they get off their stun first, goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's just the advantages. Uh- at least for the That's ranger. I, I can do it from the air and just fly by and shoot you. And you're like, ah! So, I so I've been sitting there and I just yeah. have like 500 arrows in my back. And I'm just like, what just happened? And I so just it, seems, it seems to really summarize it. This game is really about the PvP content. It's about where it's going in the future, which may also expand back into really good PvE content. Who knows? Um, it's about PvP VE and um, it has some balance issues right now. So it's, it's a lot about potential. It's just the theme I keep getting over and over here. Do you guys yeah. agree? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, we're talking about taking a good game and could potentially be a great game. I, well, it doesn't sound like... It doesn't seem like it's that good right now, though. It's good. I'm having fun. Yeah. There's definitely a lot to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now is when you want to do it because, you know, everybody's just getting going. Mm-hmm. You, sure, you have the hardcore people. They're 50. They're on their second 50, whatever. But there are still a lot of people just trying it out, having fun. You know, getting to 30 isn't that hard. And that's the f- sad part. We really don't really know what's there for end game content right now. And I feel I've bad that we can't people, cover that in our review. And they but... really, there isn't. Oh, okay. It's there isn't a ton. Fortress which is and why I didn't feel bad about, you know, reviewing it when I did. Okay. I mean, right. the the bulk of the content right now is up to and including 35. Mm-hmm. Mm, 43. After that, it starts to dry up a little bit. Okay, forty-three point seven. <laughs> there's a, no, there's a gap between right. three and forty-six. So it'll, people it'll like be interested when this game gets its first expansion. We come back to it and see what it's like then. I'm, I'm just, first major I, I don't even think it necessarily expansion. has to be a whole expansion. If they drop it'll like a major anyway. content patch, yeah. then yeah, I'll come back. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just got thirty-five last night, so we'll see what later levels are like. 
All right. Uh, we got a couple of reviews on the site this week. Uh, the first was uh, Kung Fu. Anna have been playing that. You mean impressions. Impression. Impressions, sorry. Uh, I meant to say impressions. You've been playing <laughs> Kung Fu. I think you've already talked about it on the podcast before. That had the yeah, ramsters and stuff. So go, go read that. Um, we've also got um, Michael Cunningham has a written version of the Lunar Impression you heard earlier, if you want to go check that out. We'll also stream it on NPR for all those listening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and let's get into the news. Uh, first news story this week, Final Fantasy 1 and 2 are coming to the iPhone. Didn't we talk about this last week? We did, so let's move on to the second story. Um, <laughs> Monster Hunter Try, coming to the Wii, and it's going to have a classic controller button. Button. Uh, pad. Button. Game pad. <laughs> classic controller button. You yeah. push the button on the Wii mode, and ooh, classic controller appears. Yeah. What? <laughs> I just how he said it. I was like, okay, sorry. <laughs> so it's going to be part of a bundle. Um, basically, there's going to be a bundle for fifty nine ninety nine, um, a standalone game for forty nine ninety nine. So for ten bucks, you're getting uh, the classic controller pro controller, which I actually have in my cupboard. Let me go get that while you guys talk. We are going to talk about something that Chris. You no, know, actually, looks. Really <laughs> here's the here's the thing that makes me chuckle about the fact that he's now taken off to get his controller. So I actually think he's yeah. the only one on the podcast who is sincerely interested in playing this. Totally. Uh, Monster no, Hunter? not really. Yeah. Um, so here's the controller. <laughs> you can see it looks like um, it looks like I don't know what it looks like. It, a GameCube controller. Oh, yeah. a, play, a hybrid PS2 controller. GameCube controller. I agree. It's like a PS2 and a GameCube controller. Um, so it's babies. a WaveBird controller. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Very similar, uh, except it's not wireless. Is it different than <laughs> the other the, one? Note the wire. It is different than the other one. Um, basically, because instead of being a flat pad that you hold SNES style, this has two very comfortable gripping handles that sit in your hands better. So it really depends like how you like to hold your controller. If you already have a classic have controller, you might be fine. I have hands. I actually love the flat controller. So there so you go. So it's different than the normal classic controller. They actually made mm-hmm. a PlayStation controller. Yeah, it is more like a PlayStation controller. It's got two shoulder pads, left L1, L2. Well, actually, it's L, Z, L, and R, Z, well, R. As one of the people who so you know, debatably says that the DualShock is still the best design I've ever seen, I want one of those. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it feels good. This is um, I saw this at TGSB News for like some Tales game or something. Um, <laughs> anyway, so it seems like popular for RPGs. Whatever. Um, obviously, Monster Hunter Tribe they're pushing it. Um, and yeah, yeah it's a good alternative to people. You totally I think need because more buttons for well, that the, game. the extra shoulder buttons apparently important. Yeah. yeah. Um, so well, I mean, no, that, that game's one that definitely needs it. Oh, okay. Um, speaking I was going to say, oh, yeah, Manny. Oh, I was just saying, because a lot of people don't have, a lot of the new Wieners that didn't have GameCube, so this seems like a good alternative to them. Yeah, if you don't have a GameCube controller, I guess that's where that comes in. Even I, the GameCube I, controller has that weird button layout. The stuff. problem is the GameCube controller is wireless. This isn't. And that's really sucks. Well, of course Nintendo, it isn't wireless. Well, they could it just. It into your Wiimote. I know, and they don't need to do that, and I don't know why they do that. It's kind of. Um, I'd save you yet another pair of AA rechargeable batteries. That's fine. I'll, t- I'll do the batteries. That's that, I'm okay with that. I don't so why don't you just get a wave bird? Because it's not compatible in all games. Well, I've neither got, is this, I've got, I suppose. I didn't know that. Well, not every game comes out with GameCube compatibility. Oh, okay. I was like, wait. That's, that's how, that's sure how, how it works. The, if it's not GameCube compatible. For GameCube. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, okay. I mean, I guess this has rumble. I hope it sort does. So that, no, it doesn't. Wavebird has no rumble. Oh, that's right. That was the one complaint about them because they yeah. would drain the battery life. Yeah, whatever. All right, Capcom is also putting out a, another Monster Hunter free, uh, game, this time on the 360. It looks like they're porting over the PC MMORPG that's only in Japan right now. 
um, and like a couple other Asian countries. So it's uh, this isn't come out here called Monster Hunter Frontier, and it looks like they're going to bring it out. And eventually, they may look at doing cross-platform play between the 360 and PC versions of the game. So if you like Monster Hunter, go to Japan. It's like a fifteen dollar <laughs> a month. <laughs> Is yeah, it $15 yeah a month? I'm, I'm sure no, this know. news really excites Jeffrey, our old board moderator, because he loves Monster well, I, Hunter. Well, you know, I want to try the MMORPG version. That seems like a more a better fit for it, but I don't know. You know, it's not out in the U.S., so like, if you get a Japanese version, will it even work? Well, it's a PC game, right? Yeah, but some, anyway? yeah, they do IP blocks on the servers sometimes. Mm, yeah, that's so, dumb. Uh, why would you? Why would you stop someone from giving you money? I don't know region deals and stuff. You know, um, there's a lot of yeah, MMOs that do to that. protect the asset. Because I, I mean, mean, they probably make more money licensing it out to another region than they would. Well, I understand that if they do it, but if you're like, well, we're not releasing it in the North America. Well, they can't, they don't yeah, have I mean, it as leverage then if it's already yeah, accessible. They, they, it would be hard to shut. It's kind of one of those things where it's hard to shut the door. So if you have any potential of having it outside of... Yeah, you're right, Mike. It only helps them in the short term, but if they want to negotiate a deal to license it to publish here, whoever's licensing it here is going to be pissed at them for having the other version compete with them. I don't know, because it's such a small market. It's not like people in general... I know, but it's politics. It's just how it works. It's not like they're putting it in English. This about the Singapore sort of the new world. Uh Because they're both English versions. Yep. Well, yeah, and the fact that they had people coming over and officially trying to recruit us. Mike, Michael, it's okay. I've got something better for you. Um, if oh, you pre- do you? If you pre-order Record of Agarest War, you can get mm-hmm. the really naughty limited edition. Ooh, tell me more. <laughs> so this is it's got boobies. Really so you boss. get a twenty-six by twenty yearning Ellis pillowcase, pillow not included. Um, so it's a big. What the hell is that? Okay, so it's a big pillowcase <laughs> with a girl on it. That's it's it's older than the girl that Nippon Ichi yeah. gave out. So there's is that. Um, an eight and a half by ten and a half Sensua Vera Lar mouse pad. This is disgusting. What this is is you know how mouse pads it's not some disgusting. you know how yes it is. Do you know how yeah, mouse pads have disgusting. a wrist rest at the bottom sometimes? It's a cushion. Well, this has yep. two mounded cushions that are basically the boobs on the picture of this on this mouse pad. Uh, did oh, I had a similar one. So your you, so your hand rests between both breasts. Yeah. Wow. I was also thinking I was talking to someone, and this will actually lock your wrist in place and not help carpal tunnel at all. Um. Sure. I, I don't think it, you care about carpal tunnel if you're using one of these. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. If you all right, you also get the soundtrack of the game. Um, I don't know if it's a complete. It doesn't really say. And you get the naughty collector's box to protect your quote-unquote girls. It'll retail for only fifty nine ninety nine, and we still don't have a release date. And it is only for Xbox three sixty versions. I didn't know right, there was more than the one PS3 version. Right, because the PS three one is digital download. Oh, it is. That's right. So apparently, if you want to be naughty, you need an Xbox. And right on the side of the box, it looks like the first one is the girl eating the sausage suggestively. Then there's a girl bending over suggestively. Then there's a girl barely dressed suggestively. There's a lot of suggestions on this. How is it barely just suggestively? And then the front of the cover, they're in towels. This is just, I would feel bad trying to buy this game in a store. I wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. Yeah, we know. But no, oh. I was sitting there and I'm like, wow, that would be great. My wife Where do you would make pre-order this? Is it on like, um, is it on Rosen Queen or something? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's a good question. And I think it's Rosen Queen and Amazon. Okay. So uh, if you want to be naughty, <laughs> I guess that's your thing. There you go. Thing. 
Ugh. All right, Am I so, the only one who thinks this is freaking awesome? I just want the soundtrack. Yes. I would never even use those other things. I mean, the mouse my, my, pad is really bad for your wrist, and the freaking the pillowcase, that's just shameful. Nick's has my one. Okay. biggest problem it. is uh, why is the game that bad that they need to do this much? <laughs> is, I mean, it must be bad. <laughs> is that even a question at this point, that the game must be terrible? And that's what worries me. What if it is actually a half decent game? But well, then nobody's going to collector's edition. I guess I don't know. I know. I'm just. Oh, when shut you, up! You're you... getting the collector's edition, aren't you? Oh, wait. This isn't on your list. No, oh, this isn't. On my you're list. not getting it. Wow. No. Oh. And even they added all the smut. For, for, I'm still not getting I mean, it. For such a raidy connoisseur, I figured this would be right up your alley. So to speak. <laughs> no comment. Um, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sam has the pillowcase, and she uses it. I, I understand. From this game? Sam yeah. is an interesting person. What'd she do, get it run to the sun? Yeah. She must have. She uses it? That's even weirder. <laughs> yeah. She puts I her hand on wall or something. It is, but I want to I, I wanna give a shout-out to whoever was the first one to make the stiffed joke in the, in the forum thread. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> PS3 owners are stiffed. Is that what it was? Get stiffed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Literally awesome. and figuratively. That's disgusting. I'm cutting that out. So. All right. Harvest Can't Moon. Cut that. It's in the forums. It's no. no fact. Speaking of games where it's all about getting it on with someone, Harvest Moon: Hero of Leaf Valley arrives in April. Um, How? What? That's you're, it's about getting married and having a kid. All right. Yeah. Except for the I'm fact that you. you sleep in separate beds. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> So that was something me and Michael pondered about many that a day. Weird. Um, so the Mormon is, version is of having P- kids then? This is a PSP Harvest Moon. Um, I don't know how it fits into the epic um, storyline. It was line previously known as Harvest Moon Sugar Town. Oh, nice. It is. Yeah, I'm so glad they changed the no, name. No, I like that one. <laughs> Sugar Town, no. baby. Sugar Town <laughs> and Moonshine Island. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Um, it is a spiritual successor to Save the Homeland, which was the timed PS2 game. Okay. The timed PS2 game? Yeah, it's timed. So it's like Majora's so Mask? only have X amount of days before the developers take over the homeland. The developers. And take a high-rise apartment. They come back and say, you know what? You haven't oh, played oh, our here game it is. In here. Hero of Leaf Valley, the evil Funland Corporation is going to bulldoze the player's town and turn it into an amusement park. As in all yep. Harvest Moon games, players will need to farm, raise animals, mine, and develop relationships with villagers in order to revitalize the era, area. So there you go. It's another Harvest Moon. Multiple endpoints. Yep. Um, it's, it's got a lot of the, the improvements that Sunshine Island had. So don't blow it off as a completely ho-hum harvest moon. Right. Okay. Um, so speaking of stuff we shouldn't blow off, how about helping Haiti? Uh, there is an interesting... Good. Oh, good. A... It's a rubber band. Here's an interesting thing going on. So, what? What? <laughs> I'm terribly band. sorry. I thought I was... <laughs> <laughs> Are you going on? I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, something called Outspark. It's hoping that gamers can assist what do you with the... something called Outspark. I've never heard they of them. A lot of, You've uh, never heard of Outspark? Games. We no. do like major advertisements for them. I don't have ads on. Ugh, right, <laughs> I forgot about that. Outspark does a lot of uh, web by, uh, web browser based games, oh, and we've actually talked with them a few times, but nothing has actually Have we reviewed any of them? Um, they're good. We just don't cover them. Why? We, we yes, don't have we covered enough... two of the four thus far. We'll probably cover the other two that they're offering. We cover? It's the it's the case of we I'm cover the only Fiesta one that and Secret of the Solstice. Oh, Fiesta's right. good. 
Yeah. I mean, this is a case of I'm the only one that reviews MMOs. So, and I had to take a year off of reviewing MMOs. So now MMOs? I'm back into reviewing MMOs. I just haven't gotten to this yet. So these They're are MMOs. Based MMOs. Oh. Yeah. They're browser based. Browser based, really? Oh. Browser, oh. not Bowser. I, that's too bad. That was more interesting. Browser based. Browser based would be pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm Bowser didn't say the more, more in the Ouija game. So, you know. Browser based. All right, so uh, all of these are RPGs. I guess they're all MMORPGs. Um, yeah. it, each, so you have to buy it apparently. Yeah, so, they're they're cash shop based. All right, so each game has its own separate bundle and price, um, and the proceeds. Go some of the proceeds go to Haiti. I don't know how much of the proceeds. So each bundle will be made available, each with a donation amount of $5. 100% of the proceeds will go towards Yella Haiti, which we, yeah. So go to, where do you go to do this? You go to solstice.outspark.com, or I guess just to outspark.com? Yeah, no, and then it'll tell you the individual one. Solstice is one of the games. All right, Solstice is one of the games. So I guess it's only four of them. So Fiesta, Solstice, um, Wind Slayer, and Project Powder. Go there, and what do they say? Yeah, 100% of the proceeds from the sale of these bundles will be donated to Yellow Haiti. Um, and I guess each bundle is only 5 bucks. Are these normally free-to-play? Is that what's going on? Yeah, they're free-to-play well, with microtransactions. Free oh, microtransactions. So basically you're doing a cash shop transaction and getting, and all the proceeds are going to Haiti. Go to Haiti. All yeah. right, so that's how it's working. So you can buy a skateboard, it looks like, or a snowboard for one of these <laughs> Uh, it, they've got different bundles. It's weird. I need a snowboard to help Haiti. Well, I guess it depends on the MMO. Um, yeah. You get a mini right. spark dog. And Still, it's a you know it's a yeah, cool that's thing. That's a nice nice thing. So if you play those, consider doing that, and um, you get some cash shop items and make a good donation at the same time. Uh, speaking of donations, um, you should collect donations if you don't have the money to buy Yakuza Three because all accounts it's supposed to be pretty awesome. And now there's right. a GameStop um, bonus if you pre-order Yakuza Three. So you're going to get two pieces of unique content, um, which we we mentioned last week. But now on the last week, on I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we have details now. The first is the exclusive right. challenge pack, which you can uh, challenge. You be able to challenge your friends to two player mini games. And what is the other one? It's uh, the, the costumes. Okay, so I guess we had this completely, but it's on our site now. So there's the details. Go pre-order at GameStop, um, which I'm going to remember to do. I should do that today when I'm going to do White Knight Chronicles. Um, Japanese RPG announced in Japan by Nintendo. So this is interesting. I'm glad, I'm glad Japanese RPGs are announced in Japan. Yes. That's, that's, well, see? this is special. This is special. <laughs> we gets Japanese RPG love. I assume that's the title of it. Um, no, it's called The Last Story. It's from Mistwalker, who we haven't heard anything from in forever. So it's finally oh, good to see like something from Sakaguchi. Yeah, yeah, it's a long time. Okay. So it's going to be a Wii RPG. And let's see, it's the, the game's theme is focused on feelings shared by all of humanity. It's currently scheduled for 2010 in Japan, but no details about a North American release. Uh, you can go to the official Japanese site if you can read Japanese. It's up on Nintendo's Japanese site. Um, this worries me. Uh, what? Well, oh, because it's Nintendo published, so no one will pick it up other than Nintendo and Nintendo. Well, no, it. it's it's Nintendo. We have to convince come to North America. Nintendo doesn't know what what North America wants, and no one else is allowed to license it. Yeah, that's right. too bad. I mean, at least with the 360, we knew there was no way you know, they were going to sell it on that Japan. The so way Mistwalker's yeah. games have been going, they're 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 above average at best. So are you really missing that much? Yes. Okay. You just like the gooch. 
the what? The gooch that Brian used to call always called Sakaguchi. Oh, the Sakaguchi gooch. the gooch. Yeah, no, I just the gooch. they. <laughs> I like the fantasy stories they make. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we I, I, sorry, I didn't hate on Blue Dragon like yeah, everyone. I mean, else. it's a Miss Walker RPG. There's a good chance that'll come out here. I mean, eh. Nint- look at what Nintendo announced at E3 that we didn't expect them to for RPG wise. So you know, this could come out. And what was it? Mario and Luigi, I guess. I don't know. What else mm. did they do? Was like, that it? Let me think. RPGs for Nintendo are Pokemon, Mario and Luigi, and Fire Emblem. I know so. we had announcements at E3 that we hadn't heard anything about before that. So Golden Sun, Glory Gold, of Heracles. Yeah, Golden Sun. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> Glory yeah, of Heracles. Yeah, that's far, hasn't it? Yeah, I know. Nothing. We've heard nothing about Golden Sun. <laughs> yeah, Go- Glory of Heracles. I know, but that actually wasn't in the video. That was only on the floor. Yeah, that it wasn't was like even on oh. The floor. Yeah, it was. I yeah, played it, was. it. I played Glory of Heroes. That's the one where you yeah, played I, Kraken, I, I have a right? YouTube video I got a bunch of views on. Oh, okay. Can we get that game now? Yeah, people keep book. asking, where'd you get this? I'm, it's clear I'm at E3 <laughs> playing it, but no. It says E3 footage of Heracles. No, they don't understand that. <laughs> oh, and Speaking of new RPGs in Japan, um, new Pokemon... Yep. game in 2010 in Japan, which means it'll come out probably 2011 here, right? Why can't they just make them at the same time? I'm sorry. I it's going to be a main th- this game. This is though. what so bugs is... me because now we have worldwide trading. So it's unnamed, and it sounds like it's going to be a fifth-generation game, right, Mike? Yeah. New Pokemon. Yeah, it's, new it's a new generation. They're new done generation. with the fourth generation and moving on. Um, and But that's all we know, right? I heard rumors. That you said something about Supernova or something, or were you just making it up? I don't remember saying that. I apologize if I can. I have heard that, that um, Game Crit- is it Game Freak that makes this. They were uh, recently hiring. They were recently hiring a 3D uh, developer. 3D, huh. what's it called? Yeah. 3D artist design or there 3D? Yeah, yeah. They're recently hiring 3D artists. Okay. Interesting. So. And you know it's, they're really going to push the DSI with this, so expect mm-hmm. camera some the camera being used in some way. Oh. Ah, okay. Blech. Well, uh, hmm. I don't know I don't if you'll do that because you, you're still fracturing your. Oh, I, I don't mean exclusive features. I mean no, no. Even like if they make it some contest or something on the side, it's yeah, like I bet they would because then it's a nice incentive for people to finally go get a DSI, especially all those Pokemon fans. Like I have I, to get I, the special Pikachu bundle because now it has special. That sounds DSi like a bad move on Nintendo's part. I think so too. I think you have to. How stay so? With- uh, because you have an because it would hurt worldwide sales where the DSI is. Oh, not at all. It's, none of these things would be integral to the actual gameplay. It's just like some extra oh, DSI little features. Oh, features. Yeah, absolutely, totally. There'll right. be a feature. So in one of these Nintendo. buildings, if you have a DSI, maybe yeah. you get to play a camera game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to use it because they love to do tech crappy stuff on the. I mean, the the last Pokemon had that stupid bang your screen forever game that you didn't need to. That was dumb. Bang your screen. Yeah, them? when you're mining for hearts and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the the mining underground. Yep, yep. And it had Wi-Fi and all that stuff, and nobody used it. And See, well, it no, there. everybody used Wi-Fi. Global trading system was there. Yeah, the global trading was useful. That's pretty much it. That's that's what bugs me. But all the local stuff the, nobody used. The in Pokemon the games are coming out, and Japan still gets the head start in a global trading environment. Hmm. Oh, you guys are gonna. You pick know, up what I really a... hope though, really quickly though, is um. If this is going to be, if they are going to have some DSI enhancements and upgrades, if you do have the DSI, I just really hope they actually put some WPA support in this thing. Oh, no kidding. Um, well, they have WPA support on the DSI, so um, if it'd be but a DSI, DS games if it's a DSI game, it would support it. You're right. It probably wouldn't be if it's both. 
I just have uh, my USB adapter. I'm you sorry. think hybrid games can't do WPA? Do you think they would? I, I would don't hope know. So. Now I don't know. I'm confused. It's all. Wait, wait, wait. I thought all the wireless support was software based anyway. On the DSI, you can do wireless for the system stuff without. Yeah, so right, you can, but I can I do mean, WPA and go to get DSI minis, for example, and do that Dragon Quest game. Right, but they can just put the WPA code into the into the cart, and it'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. That's how, because all the games do their own wireless authentication stuff. Yeah, they just read the settings off the DSI. Yeah, hopefully we'll see. Um, all right. So, speaking of stuff that's selling well, uh, Mass Effect yes. Two has apparently also sold rather well. Two million copies this week. Crazy. That is two crazy. million copies in one week. That's great. That's awesome. So Mass Effect Two doing wonderfully. Um, well, how not, many people on the panel have it? I mean that that's that's like this is our this is the mainstream RPG, obviously. So. Especially this now is the that it's mainstream got Western RPG. Yeah, no, the mainstream RPG. Period. No. No, you think no. Final Fantasy is going to get these kind of numbers? Yeah. Okay, we'll see. What did twelve do? I don't know. I think it did really well. Uh, it, are we talking about normal twelve or those collector's edition GameStop twelves? Com- I mean, they're they're <laughs> combining two platform releases in one number. We can yeah, combine whatever into one I, number. I know. I'm just I just love those things. I just love that they're still existing. Yeah, <laughs> Go buy your collector's edition Final Fantasy twelve. Twenty bucks. Yeah. Poor, <sighs> Poor uh, metal case. I have one. But they don't have the art books anymore. No, Does it say the breakdown of which how much was PC three sixty? Uh, not in this story. Not that I've okay. seen. Uh, the publisher announced it. Let's see if they have a link to the publisher announcing it. No, of course not. So <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, maybe somebody can find that on Bioware's website. I don't. I don't like going through their website. Well, it's EA's, it's not really Bioware. difficult. Well, regardless. Um, speaking of published content, Borderlands is getting its another DLC pack. This one's called The Secret Armory of General Knox. This is the game that will not die. Um, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, unlike Burnout, you have to pay for all of this one's DLC. Uh, so this is coming out for all three platforms, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PC. And let's see, you get to what? It's going to be the largest so far. New environment with new enemies, items, and guns. Because you need more guns in Borderlands, as the author jokes. And it raises level cap. So that's good. So you have someplace else to go if you've been playing and you're all capped. So check that out. Look for it coming out. We don't know when. There's no date or price. So I'd expect 10 to 15 bucks sometime in, who knows, March. I don't know. I just made that up. For Borderlands? I made that up. Who knows? I don't know. Yes, for Borderlands. What? I don't know. It just seems like the DSA would be more. But who knows? For Borderlands? 10 bucks? No, that's that's pretty normal for... That's high price DLC, Mike. 10 to 15? That's high price DLC. Hmm. All right. 20 is like an expansion pack DLC. You got to be pushing. Oh, I thought 30 was... Expansion pack. Uh, tw- Thirty is an expansion pack. Yeah. Well, because you know we have Dragon Age. Dragon Age, Age Origins expansion yeah. pack is going to be forty bucks, right? That's exactly. That's, that's extraordinary. But that's like a boxed copy expansion pack. And I bet you, I wonder if it's going to be forty on PC. Okay. Know um, I'd like to backtrack a little. Yeah. Reeton has been investigating the Final Fantasy twelve sales. Oh, okay. One point five million three years ago. What? So. Three years ago, 1.5 million copies of Final Fantasy XII were sold in one week. So I'm saying there's more gamers now. The gamer market has expanded. I'm not th- th- two million for Final Fantasy XIII is not out of the possibility. Uh, 
Yeah, and of course, all these first week numbers, I think for both 11, uh, 12 and for Mass Effect, are shipment numbers, right? We don't know. No, those they are actually, sold. We don't know that they sold through because nobody has those numbers that fast. Oh, maybe. Well, by now, um, we would have 12s. Mm. Oh, well. We'll have to see. MPDs will tell us something. Yeah. Well, they'll tell us. We don't have. We the don't market. even have. MPDs we don't know about the rest the of the holiday season yet, though. So yeah, we whatever. Do. Those came out last week, or the week before. We already went over all those. Oh, did you? Yeah, you missed them. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> they came out. You can go go. They're on one up. Um, well, if I you can only get search my their news. Summary at work, so leave me no. alone. I I want to get a summary. We need to get RP Gamer on the press list for that. All right. Return to Ostagar, speaking of Dragon Age Origins, that DLC pack that's been delayed and delayed and delayed, um, it sounds like it's almost through certification. It'll be back up very soon on the Xbox. Um, it seems like they had an issue with the title update simultaneously hitting with Return to Ostagar, and there was a timing issue with both of those. Um, whatever. Is oh, Ostagar the Awakening? That's or is funny. That another? So basically the... Game needed to be patched first, and some people were getting the DLC first, and that was causing issues. And ah, so I don't I don't know if it's on the PC yet. I need to check. Now, what are you asking? I'm still confused because there's Return to Ostagar, and then there's Awakening, and I can't remember. These aren't the same thing, right? No, Return to Ostagar is a five dollar DLC. Okay. Awakenings is a forty dollar expansion. Forty dollar expansion. Okay. Just insane because I already paid sixty five bucks for this game. Yeah, but this is like. Every didn't Baldur's Gate two have an expansion? You're asking. Can anyone wrong, help me? Yeah. Yes, it did. Right. What was the original name of the game? Just Baldur's Gate two, and then was Baldur's Gate two Throne of Ball or something like that? If I remember correctly, that's right. Okay, so yeah, this is like every one of they'll do a game, they'll do an expansion pack. If we're lucky, they'll just do uh, one, and then they'll work on the sequel and an expansion pack no, for the sequel. And wasn't then didn't Baldur's Gate two have a different? They had second one, I thought. They had two. I don't think now, so. Now, Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate, wait. Baldur's Gate Baldur's... 2 didn't have two expansion packs. Two, no. No. Baldur's Gate 2 Shadows of Om, is that the original name? Shadows of Om, that the... that's the original name. Thank you. Thank okay. you. That's why I thought it had two expansion packs, because it had two names. Yeah, that was the original name. And mm. then there was an expansion pack, pretty sure, the, the, the ball thing. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, they got the whole plot on Wikipedia. Jeez. Jeez, well, look at what, yeah, expansion pack, Throne of Ball. So there we go. Yeah, Throne of Ball. I, I, I just think that's the model for games like these. So um, I, I'm surprised that Mass Effect, I'm really impressed at their restraint with Mass Effect and how they keep it more tight and just single focused instead of like, it's like, it's just, it's boom, it's cinematic, you get your thing, you love it, and you don't have to worry about being in for a 200 hour gameplay experience. Or so, having to play it four times to get the new DLC. Uh, yeah. Uh, conflicting reports about Final Fantasy Thirteen DLC. So check this out. Uh, sounds like Scared. DLC might be coming for Thirteen, but maybe not. So they have an interview about <laughs> in an interview in a Japanese strategy guide. Kitase says DLC was possible, but at present we're not considering it. But then VG two four seven reports that in official PlayStation magazine. Um, Oh my gosh! Another interview says that they did prepare a DLC, but it will arrive a little later. A little later in the West. So our right. DLC? Huh? I'm confused. Who's who's late? What? Apparently, there. It sounds like there may or may not be Final Fantasy 13 downloadable content, and it'll take longer to get out in the 
West than Japan. That game is very, very linear. How would they fit? Would it just be like an extra story at the end, a prologue or something? I think or, they don't know. It's probably going to be clunky, and that's why they haven't committed to it yet. <laughs> More it's costumes. actually called Versus, and they're just, you know, they're deciding to make a deal. It's just Dissidia. It's just Dissidia. Ooh, here we go. We have city. It'll be a patch for your Dissidia game to play Lightning. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh, but in sad news, Fantasy Star Universe servers on PC and PS2 are shutting down. Oh. Going down on March 31st. So if you've been playing Fantasy Star Universe, your subscription, you can play until then. Um, you can play for free until then, but you can't purchase a subscription now. So it's like, if you got one, you can keep playing until then. Go find something else to do. Sucks. So much for a lifetime subscription. Did they have lifetime subscription to that game? Oh, I would be laughing if they did. That would be laughing, yeah. Well, see, that's the problem I have. Okay, let's say you buy a lifetime subscription for Star Trek Online, and it totally flops, and yeah. you're out in two years. Hey, I'm telling you, Lotros was the first one to do that, and that worked. I mean, that's, that you're getting your play, value right? out of that now. What? And that went free to play? No. Lord of the Rings Online is subscription-based to this day. Oh, I, oh, I thought. Okay. Dragon, Dungeons & Dragons went free to play. Oh, that's right. That's, yeah. oh, that's silly games I don't play. And, but they still had a plan. And yes, yeah. they did have a lifetime sub for that. They also had a lifetime Ooh. sub for Planet Side, which a couple of my friends got burned Ooh. on. Yeah, Planet Side would be a burn one. Dra- yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, big... you get stuff still if you're subscribed, I believe. You so. have to. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. It's a. It's a. They turned it into you get free stuff. You know. Model. Yeah. But my question has always been: I think at this point for an MMO, if you're handling lifetime subscriptions, you need to have fine print how long you actually expect the game to go. Uh, that would be nice, a guaranteed, but it's so hard to, to do. You have to, you know, reimburse at some Industry's point. Industry's so volatile, I don't know. Oh, well, I'm just saying, guarantees fair, here. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, also in sad news, Tetsuya Nomura gave an interview and gave our quarterly denial. He says, Fans are looking forward to an oft-rumored remake of Final Fantasy VII, but I don't believe this will happen for the time being. Aww. Get Which, over it, people. He says this like every six months, so you know I like. Right, I'm encouraged because, no, by no, this. no. Remember what they said. What they said: the people who would make a Final Fantasy VII remake are busy. Yeah, and they're still and busy. Says, well, thirteen's done. Where's our remake? Well, they're, they're making like, well, verses like they're supposed to be to begin enough, with. <laughs> you know, uh, Crystallis is a three-part series, and we have to finish. All uh, three I think parts. they dropped Novala Crystallis, didn't they? No, it's still the three things. No. Oh. It's uh, versus an uh, Ag- uh, Agito. 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 Yeah. Call me crazy. So, was it like a mobile phone version too? That's Agito. Yeah, which turned uh, into a PSP version. Yeah, it's right. now PSP because <laughs> they realize that you can't sell a cell phone game outside of Japan. Yeah. Maybe it'll be iPhone. That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, but the problem is you have to completely remodel it from a Japanese cell phone to an iPhone. Yeah, the iPhone isn't as popular there as it is here. It's too bad. It's doing pretty. It's doing decently well. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, but I, yeah, when I was in Japan, I was getting noticed like, seeing... oh, you have an Apple phone. Apple. People would point and go, Apple. And like, I'm like, yeah, Apple phone. Oh, wow, you're so popular. She just <laughs> wanted I know. It's like, it was still, it was like when I had the iPhone, like in September of 07, when it just came out, like I was getting that sort of reaction in the US and I was still getting that in Japan. So it was like, yeah, this thing hasn't progressed very far over here. It's just not a big deal. I think it's just too Man, expensive. Talk about a chick magnet. You should have been like, just, "Hey, baby, that's right." That's Apple. right. I got Apple. I have Apple. <laughs> Except I was. It was guys who were noticing it, Manny. Oh. <laughs> not the chicks. Yeah. Uh, so that's all I got for news. Um, I think it's time for Phil's deal of the week. Phil, you got anything for us? 
deals of the week. Well, we got um, we got deals from all over all over the web today, and um, I'll ask a little for a little leniency on what exactly constitutes an RPG or not to avoid getting deep into that discussion or not. Um, over on GOG, actually, they just formed – on good old games, they just formed a partnership with Activision. So I'm excited to see what they're going to be coming up with over the next month. But you can now get Arcanum um, of Steamworks and Magic oh, really? of, of Scura for oh, $6. That's great. That's an awesome deal. That was a, that For a while, that game was very difficult to find, and yeah. you really couldn't get it for under 50 bucks. So I'm very oh. excited. I'm, oh I'm downloading the, that as soon as the podcast is over. I didn't want to t- run into any bandwidth Calm issues, down. but – Shush, I'm logging in right now. <laughs> Podcast over. Chris has to play Arcanum. This can go on my uh, pile with Fallout 1 and 2, which I haven't played through yet either. <laughs> I, I know this this next game is a little bit more action-y, than, but it does have some RPG elements, and it's just such a great game. i got to throw it in there. Impulse has a trine on uh, for $10 this weekend. So if you haven't got that, get the PC version. It's really good. Um, GoGamer.com has uh, Divine Divinity 2, or Divinity 2, I should say, uh, for $47.90. That's 20% off the regular price. Amazon's got a couple of their $10 video game credit uh, deals going on uh, with Final Fantasy 13 and Mass Effect 2. So if you haven't uh, pre-ordered – Mass Effect 2 ends today, though. It does. Yes, it does end today. So get it up it now, is. Chris. So how much is it? Snatch it up. It's it's fifty seven dollars, but it comes with a ten dollar uh, video game certificate. That Got it. Doing that on all their games, though. No, they just they just pick out a, a. I don't know how they do it. Random or top games or whatever. It's about twelve games right now that that have that. But those are the two RPGs that jumped out at me. So I went ahead and pre ordered Final Fantasy thirteen since I was going to get it anyways. Uh, get, get my ten dollar certificate. Still waiting hey. for collector's edition. Oh, you know, I I haven't seen Collector's Edition. For what? Where's that? Final Fantasy? 13? Weren't they have announced it by now? Wait, for Final yeah. Fantasy no, they did 13? they one for Europe, yeah, just but they Europe. didn't do one here no, yet. Nothing here. Mm. Yeah, I'm still waiting, too. And, yeah, if I see if I see a Collector's Edition that looks compelling, I'll just cancel my pre-order. Um, and... <laughs> And for those RP gamers who um, love comic books, Freedom Force is uh, $2 this weekend. Both the first and the second one are $2 for both of them on Steam. For which games? Sorry. Freedom Force 1 and 2. Oh, Freedom Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So $2 for both of them. Can't beat that with a stick. $2. $2. And that is our deals of the week. Of the week. Thank you, Philip. Dude, would you like to also give us your pick of the week while you're going? Uh, Yeah. Um, pick of the week. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> or avoid. <laughs> My avoid of the week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, mm, it, it's, it's... My wife, um, take her, please. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, snap. Um, no, but... No, anywho, I'm playing... Um, um, okay, I'm playing WoW. Too much WoW. I, I just... I got That's not a saying, pick. That's not it, a pick. Really Mass Effect at all. <laughs> I'm on the ship. I I <laughs> got so you onto the ship and it's a really nice ship. I, I think I started it's the game. A really in the ship. nice ship. All right, let me ask you: Did you leave the parking I lot? Love the paint job. <laughs> Just I, I haven't had a chance to take it out for a test drive yet, but I did talk to the helmsman, and he's a nice guy. He, he had some nice Presley. To all right, all right. Yeah, yeah Seth Green. 
He's 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 no helmsman. Nice. Oh, Joker or the pilot or, or whatever he is. Well, the guy, you, you the have guy. a helmsman no, and a and a pilot. So I mean, right? <laughs> even though they're both, they're both even nice though I've guys. never actually seen Presley do anything but stand there and complain about aliens. Yeah. Well. Ah, aliens. Oh, wait till you see his role in the second game. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Does he does he move to the other side of the of the uh, uh, map? Surprisingly, you've already seen it. But anyway, let's move on. Um, <laughs> well, right. I was hoping there was more. Did, did I? Well, no. I mean, that's 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 pretty much the extent of it. I just, um, I'm sorry, I've just been too much into this whole looking for group. And now that now that you guys told me earlier today that with this latest patch, I can go into battlegrounds and and earn XP while I'm earning my purple gear at my low level characters. I just. Yep. Boy, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to tear myself again this week because now I want to go play with the battlegrounds. That was, that was one of my favorite, favorite things back when I was playing Warcraft before, uh, before I rejoined again. But of course, the downer part was always that uh, anytime you spin in the battlegrounds, you kind of thought in the back of your head, I could be leveling this whole time, you know. So now you get the best of both worlds. You can go do some PvP battlegrounds, get some purple gear out of it, even if you're 40 or whatever, uh, which is what I did with my warlock, and it makes a huge difference uh, when you go quest grinding later on. The mobs just fall like flies when you got uh, magic damage plus you know 150 at level 40, uh, and then. Um, but at the same time, you're earning experience. So uh, that's one of the things I really like about well, – wow, we talked a lot about Ion. Uh, but I, I have to hand it to the guys at Blizzard. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe they should have thought this at the beginning. But I guess when you have a game that's this big – when, when, when Warcraft came out four or five years ago, maybe they could have thought some of this stuff. But remember, Warcraft had a lot of – things that it did bring to the table against other MMOs at the time that made it casual uh, friendly, such as the rest and the, and the fly points and all of this. Uh, it, it was, I Are mean, for me... Are still uh, talking about WoW? Okay. Um, <laughs> what are we just doing? Being quest-heavy to begin with, being quest-centric to begin with, was a huge change. Because at that point, the only thing out was EQ, UO, and Final Fantasy XI. And none of those are quest-driven. None. Yeah. And I'd never, as a, as I never really felt compelled to play any of those other uh, MMOs. My wife was on uh, Ultima uh, on and off for over ten years, and I'd watch her and ta- ask her lots of questions, and just just really wasn't interested. Um, but I, I am I am continually impressed how Blizzard has this really huge game, and they keep going back and retrofitting it with all these new options that. You can really play WoW any way you want now, whether it's group, solo, PvP, yep. whatever, and you have. You have all these different ways you can go. You can mix and you can match and you can find your own way you know, up to 80. And then once you get to 80, there's a whole bunch of other things you can do. And I'll just leave it at that. Do so. you know Arcanum has a 190-page manual? See, that's how you know it's a good RPG. You just, that's My what goodness. I, that's like I used a Fallout's to, manual. They just used to be huge. My mother used to ask me, why do you keep – you know, Isn't this you, the game that I like refuse to play because they stole our website layout? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. You should give it a shot. <laughs> it's old now, and Sierra's gone, so you can feel For okay. Five ninety nine. That's pretty darn good. Yeah. There's a blimp. It's awesome. And, All right. <laughs> and and they and in one of the interviews, you get uh, all with these Gold- downloads with the game, you get the map that came in the box. That's awesome. All right. It is. Right. They do such good old games, such such a good job of including soundtracks, maps, instruction books. Um, There's you know, an the, island yeah. in this world called Catan. How can you go wrong? <laughs> you can't. You can't. Are there settlers? No, I don't think you can settle. Uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, 
But um, uh, and and I was reading the interview with uh with the good old games um I don't know leader president manager whatever, and he was talking about the active Activision partnership that they're doing, and and he wouldn't give. Uh, specifics, but he did say that we can look forward to some uh, good RPGs over the next few weeks, so I'll be keeping a close eye on GOG. Excellent. Thank you, Phil. All right. Um, My pick and Manny pick, I'm going to assume are the same. Uh, Are we talking Mass Effect? No? (laughs) Actually, I haven't picked it up yet. Oh, you haven't? No. Then we're not talking Mass Effect this week. All right. Never mind, then. I was thought... We'll talk a little bit then, Mike, uh, at the end. Um, that's my pick of the week, and I'm going to save that for the end so that people who don't want to be spoiled can tune out. Um, and then, uh, Manny, then, what's your pick or anti-pick? My anti-pick? No, my pick of the week is... I'm uh, waiting for an anti-pick. I really want to hear an <laughs> anti-pick. <laughs> uh, fantasy Star... No. Uh, I, I, I think the only thing that I had that I, I tried out recently, I know it's not an RPG, but I'll mention it really quickly anyway, is um, Chinatown Wars has been... I think it was released last week for the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Anyone tried it out yet? I played it on the DS. I really liked it on the DS. Uh, yeah, sure this how. one's like this uh, one's I somewhere just... in between. Go ahead. I was say uh, the graphics. It, it's in between the PSP and the DS version, and has like all the touchscreen mini games of the DS one. And uh, I, I can't even believe it. It's like ten bucks. I I paid thirty four ninety nine for this on the when I first got on the DS. So I'm I'm really upset right now. That I, I'm getting the, the exact same experience, but better for a lot <laughs> less. Better for less. All right. So it's really good um, then, huh? How much is it? Yeah. Uh, it's nine ninety nine, And one uh, there's one great new addition is that you can have um, custom soundtracks just streaming right off your iPod. Hmm. Because, you know, if you've played the original, it's just like these little um, chippy kind of songs that don't actually have any lyrics. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that I can actually have a, a new independence radio station to listen to my music anywhere I go. And uh, let me see what else. It's ten dollars nine ninety nine. Oh, and the and the interface and layout looks really nice. They designed the entire menu to look like a smartphone. Mm-hmm. So as you flip around your iPhone, sometimes I had this. Um, I instinctively want to push the home button when I'm in the menus to go back because that's the way it looks. But every time I do it, I exit the game by accident. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, but it's you know nice UI. So it's ten bucks if you if you actually have have the means to play it, and you've been thinking about getting it. Why not? Yeah, it sounds like a great idea. Um. All right, Michael. You need to. You need to go. Do you have anything to say before you take off? Um. Well, I finished Mass Effect on Steam. All right. And uh, playing it on normal was actually a much more exhilarating experience than on easy. Where oh look, everything died. I'm pleased with myself. So. <laughs> so there is some. There is some wisdom to that. You got to play it at least on a difficult-ish setting. Well, yeah, like but there's. An, I don't think there's any way I could have beat it on 360. Oh, okay. um, if if Rex and Garrus weren't helping me shoot, you know, bad guy, then I couldn't have won because I he's so fast. So you know, I I spent more time making sure that they were upstanding than I was trying to actually shoot him. All right. Um, and I'd like to get into the Mass Effect Two discussion, but I really feel I kind of gave myself a disservice because I was sleepy and just kind of. Whatever. I want to actually go through it again. Okay, we'll talk about it next week then. Um, All right. So you take off. You think go deal with your company. Thanks for being on, Mike. Um, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Bye, Dragon. Bye. I, uh, I I will talk about Mass Effect 2 a little bit then. Um, I'll, just to say that it is uh, they change a lot from Mass Effect 1. There's a lot of interface changes and improvements. It's much more of a shooter, and that's the first thing you, you, you just get. By the way, 
Bioware really knows how to start a video game, and that is a great opening sequence that they have there. So look forward to starting this thing up. Um, it is interesting, though. I've I've already hit some frustrations. Why don't I start off with that? With just a couple things. First off, the party is different than the first game, and I miss all my old people. And mm-hmm. so I, I'm just still dealing with that. But I guess that's just telling that they actually made characters that you want to be around in the first game. Um, even as, as shallow as they were, it was still enough that I'm missing them now. Um, either that or I just don't like the people I'm with now. I'm not sure which. The downloadable content they give everyone for free off the, uh, the Cerberus network called Zaid. Um, he is a great character. Don't waste any time going to get him. He's, he's one of those characters that just has wonderful lines. He's a war hero, and he just has these stories, and it's great. So go pick him up. He's wonderful. Um, and other than that, um, ammo has become a bit of a pain in the sink. So there's, there's now ammo in this game. There didn't used to be ammo in the first game. It used to be shoot until you get heat, and then it would overheat, and you have to wait, right? And vent. And now you, have, uh, now you basically have ammo. And they call the ammo the heat sinks, but it's, just, it's ammo. So what class are you playing? I'm playing a soldier because mm. I was a sentinel in the first game, which was tech and biotic. So I decided to go completely 180. So I'll be a soldier in this game. Um, and that way I enjoyed your experience it, as a soldier. Um, so far. Yeah. It's nice to be able to use any weapons, especially since it's so shooter heavy now. Um, mm-hmm. But I do miss not having biotic powers or tech powers because I just used to use those to clear out so many enemies and I don't have those now. Now I have to headshot them. But at least I can headshot them. So that's don't you the have difference. like big rockets or anything like that? I do. I have a grenade launcher, which is amazing. <laughs> but it's so hard to get ammo for it. I see. So ammo really can be a limited resource, and it controls what you're going to shoot and how you're going to get through a battle. Um, but you know, as usual, Bioware just does such a great job on these story worlds where, like, the part of the main quest, it, everything is just so well crafted. It's such a great experience, and they've got great reveals that you don't see coming. The story, I've just done the first world of Omega. I've done all the stuff on it, and it's like great. It's just it's that feeling of going to like a Mass Effect world, only bigger and better and more badass. To borrow from Cliff Blazinski, um, so I mean, they're doing a great job job um i i i just uh i just i don't understand some of the interface changes they made there are things on the pc that were just smooth and easy and they completely took out ways to do it on the new version so why don't yeah here's this is a boring point that i'll cover this week and then we don't have to talk about it next week so like the star map right the star map Mm -hmm. in the first game on the pc you have a mouse you hover over a world you click left click i want to go to that world right and then you right click to go out and go back. It made it was very smooth to zoom into a, a planet system and choose a planet and to zoom back out to the galaxy as a whole. Now to choose a world, you left click and your little ship is on the map and it flies around at the speed of molasses to get to the next world in the system. To leave that system on the map, you need to fly over to the Mass Effect relay and click activate the relay. Now I get the galaxy map and I can go choose another place to go to. It's stupid. It, it makes no sense, and it, it just slows down the game. So this this galaxy map, which used to be so fun to just zoom in and zoom out and just be in, is now turned into a chore. And I don't understand why they did it at all. And, and scanning for minerals is now like this intense mini game where you have to go to every single planet, and you you right click and you're scanning, and you've got actually a radio wave meter on the right side of the screen, and you're watching for peaks on the radio wave meter. Okay, there's something. Then you left click and send a probe down, and you then go and do that for up to 30 times on an individual planet and then that one planet is scanned <laughs> do you run out of probes or anything like that you, you do run out, out of probes you have to go you need to fly your ship to a system that has a fuel depot and refill yourself on probes and fuel nice yeah 
That sounds stupid. exciting. No, well, you know the thing is, all the scanning is optional. It's only used for upgrades to your weapons and ship. You don't need to buy them. You can play without that. But if you want to have those upgrades, you know, you can get these same materials through some of the missions and stuff you do on in the you know just looting stuff normally. But um, the the you know the main way of getting them, like if you really want to max out everything, you're going to have to do planet scanning, and that's going to be tedious. That's the kind of thing you're going to do in front of the TV if you have a laptop. If you're on the Xbox, I'm sorry, that's just going to be kind of boring for you while you're doing that. Um, <laughs> and then uh, what is the other thing? The hacking mini games have been changed. They are much more like hacking, yes, but they're now more tedious as well. So you're actually you've got a it's like a concentration mini game to unlock a hack door now. The, a lock concentration door. yeah so oh. you're scanning over little pin terminals and you're looking at the mm-hmm. icon of these pin terminals and you got to find two that match and then you go click on the one and then click on the other one uh, if you make a mistake you lose one of your three attempts actually no if you make a mistake the door is just permanently locked and you can't go in or open that loot or whatever um <laughs> you it's timed if you run out of time you can try again if you make a mistake you can't so it's basically it's Dang. designed to be slow and i don't understand the point of it it's it is definitely more hacking than the original one was it's 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 a better hacking game in in one sense but it just drags the rpg down in another and i don't know why it's in there so i those those are my complaints about the game right now but they have so cleaned up the combat and and the storytelling has gotten everything feels a lot more mature um so the games have matured quite a bit and shepherd is really more decl- inclined to be along the renegade route now now i'm doing paragon still and you can be paragon but the paragon choices he's making here are a little bit more edgy than the paragon choices in the first game and there's a lot of times that you might you know they added that new conversation system where while some character is talking you can like click a button and like do something to interrupt or grab them or punch them or throw them on an airlock or something um it's very tempting to hit those renegade choices because some of these people you just want to punch so <laughs> they're really building. If you're playing Renegade, I think you're playing like the ultimate Mass Effect 2 experience. Um, so are you going to replay it again as a Renegade? I don't know. Um, I'm thinking so because it, it'll make sense to play it as Paragon now and then give it maybe a Renegade try before 3 comes out. Mm. You know? um, I don't think you can do a, a new game plus in Mass Effect 2. That's what I've heard. So I don't know how the replay value is going to work out. But... Um, I'll see when I get there because I, I should have read Tom's review better to see if he mentioned that. Um, uh, but ultimately, you know, and I, I'm sorry to harp on those those negative things. I just kind of need to go th- get those out of my system. The game is better than the first one, Un- unquestionably. They've tightened a lot of things up to 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 make like the story experience. If you don't do these mini games, you don't care about looting everything. I think you're going to get a, an even better cinematic RPG than the first one, and it just happens that the, the sequel. If you want to view this as a movie, this movie's tone is much darker than the first one, um, is how I would put it. So, uh, and I've already found people I've met in the first game, so it's not like your characters aren't there. Um, but I don't want to say how they show up or what's going on with them. So you get to find that out on yourself, on your own. But um, yeah, uh, go go try it out, get the DLC, and hopefully we can talk about specifics to see uh, in the future. But uh, that's all I got. Um, who's next? Did Anna go? No, but I don't really have a pick this week. Oh, you don't have a pick? I mean, I've sort of been retreading a lot of stuff this week. Like, I've been playing Earth Eternal, and I've been playing World of Warcraft, and I did a lot of writing. I just had a lot of my writing come together this week, and that took up a lot of my time. I played some of the second Avion 
orbs of magic. So, I mean, so your pick is to read rpgamer.com and consume yeah, all your writing. all the crap that I wrote. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I wrote an impression and I wrote three reviews. Was mm-hmm. that last week I wrote three? I don't know. This is the last couple of weeks. I finally caught up on everything that I had taken notes on in December when I was sick. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Less playing this week. Lots and lots and lots of writing. All right. Well, I guess Sorry. that's... Oh, Noodle, did you have a pick? Well, if this counts as a pick, it's kind of it's kind of weird because I just started my job this week, which is really super stressful. And usually when I get home, I'm pretty brain dead. So <laughs> I've been playing firstpersontetris.com. What? <laughs> yeah, Fox put it this is, up in his it Twitter. It is a really fun game. It it's first person Tetris. So when you rotate the blocks, the screen rotates. So you rotate with the blocks. Oh my! And so it's really kind of messed up, but it has like the whole Tetris music with it and everything, and it's really true to like the original Tetris, except it's first person. Mm-hmm. So. I've just been playing that a lot this week because I'm I've just been gone. By the time I get home, I haven't even played A. I think I played A on once this week. So that's my pick. Nice. I'm trying the game now. This is giving me a headache. <laughs> yeah, it was so trippy the first time that I played it. Yeah. You couldn't even get it to load. And on Firefox, then so. I looked up and it was two hours later. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Nice. Pretty cool. Um, did you see that Metal Gear Peace Walker thing, Manny? Oh, it's a web game, right? <laughs> yeah. It's Peace, as in P-I-C-E. It's a Metal Gear solid-themed puzzle game <laughs> to help promote the upcoming PSP game, Peace Walker. Which, unfortunately, was delayed a month, right? Uh, was it? Yeah, that's too bad. Oh, well, thank you guys for being with us with me today. Thank you all for listening. I think that's it. Um, if you'd like to leave feedback for the RPG cast, go ahead and go to our boards at board.rpgamer.com. You can also email us at podcast at rpgamer.com where we'll take your text or audio comments if you want to attach an audio file, and then it will be on the show. You can also give us a call on our Google Voice number, which is available at 608 729-4098 so give us a call leave us a voicemail and then we can play that on the show and um, other than that you can join the chat room every week at noon eastern 9 a.m. pacific at, pound, uh, at irc.esper.net or just go to rpgamer.com slash live and you can find um, a page where you can watch the show live and chat as well so thanks for being with us thanks for chatting with us thanks for leaving feedback everyone go out there play your mass effects your ions or whatever else is going on and we'll continue this long haul towards second Christmas together so thanks everyone and we'll see you next week bye 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 bye